The Navis and Frank present a comic book podcast. That's great. Did, did, Excellent foley work. Did, yeah. did that not happen in your guys' and screening? And then a horse ran by. <laughs> Are we you, watching uh, Monty Python right now? Yes. Yep. I found these lovely coconuts <laughs> off in the corner of the booth. And off uh, in the distance, there was a dog. That was, that was pretty that convincing. Was really, really good. good. <laughs> really convincing. <laughs> oh, my God. You could give Frank Welker a run for his money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's it. That's the new I'm, novice in Frank. I will. It's, <laughs> it's just, the novice in Frank Welker. <laughs> me barking at Frank Welker. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just Frank and then lots of Foley noises in the background. <laughs> Well, that's the do. new. That's the new thing. Once you've become, once you've surpassed being a novice in comic books, then you need a new thing to be a novice in, mm-hmm. and so you get a new that's Frank right. <laughs> with a new expertise. That's right. Replacing my Frank. All I can do, I can do just dogs of different sizes. That's all. The only. That, thing that's I a talent. Yeah. I can do Especially if you really dogs. don't like cats, that's a great talent. Yeah. yeah. We can pretend there are several different types of dogs in here. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. It's bring your pet day to the podcast booth. <laughs> I've got a little chihuahua. Hold on. Dumb boy. Okay, Smoochie, we're trying to we're trying to podcast right now. There you go. Who's who's a good boy? Frank, can we can we keep it serious for a second? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Big dog. Oh, I don't like big dogs. This is so dumb. We got an intro. <laughs> and thing. you guys right, said I'll... that we we missed all the good stuff by not doing record. All right, all right. I'll go ahead and get us started here. Welcome to the latest crossover featuring Tim Talk. Hi. Hi. Oh, is that us? Yeah, that's us, Cameron. <laughs> hey guys. Hey. Featuring Tim Talk, the novice and Frank. Hello. Hey. And the podcast of two worlds. The podcast of one world. The yes. one world. Yes. <laughs> Fimbres isn't here. He he just evaporated into a cloud of dust, sadly. Yeah. But he'll be back in like a year's time. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. We'll bring him back yeah, around. He was a sequel character, so yes. he, he wasn't allowed to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is the latest crossover of what was formerly known as the Nerdist School comic book crossover, Nerdist mm-hmm. School Network. Uh, it's not that anymore. Cameron, what was your proposal for what we should call this now? I, I'm really pushing for uh, the podcast of Frank, uh, Tim, and Novice Talk Two Worlds. <laughs> That mm. nice rolls off the tongue. It that, does. It you know really what? Does. That is going to be great SEO. That's going to be the easiest podcast possible. Yeah. To find everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be easy website. Yeah. <laughs> to find. It, it, There's no way that dot com. Even taken. representation. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to call ourselves yet. I'm also a big fan of of six losers in a booth present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people might think it's a a reservoir dogs or a usual suspects joke, but it is not. We are actually just six losers. That's right. Five today. Who found each wasn't other? It, wasn't yeah. it five in the usual I don't know. suspects? We've have already you seen yeah. the I have seen okay. the usual suspects. We're not starting off the podcast <laughs> like this, Chris. If you balance out the usual suspects and reservoir dogs, it's about six. It's a lot of suits. Well, you know, mm. uh, at the end of uh, the usual suspects, um, Benicio del Toro has turned to ash. Yeah, this because is the, it's yeah. all Kevin Spacey was wielding the reality stone. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a horrifying <laughs> idea! <laughs> <laughs> too, <sighs> too soon. Too soon. <sighs> so Time's we, up. We've officially made the the transfer over from Nerd School Network to. Uh, to we the don't know. Something else. To, to the Tim and Novice uh, Talk Two Worlds. Yeah. yeah. 
we have to so catch them in the crossroads. I think though it's important to bring up because uh, I we mentioned in well, one of the many podcasts going to be released this week uh, that like people might notice that our ads aren't playing beforehand anymore. We got mm-hmm. those intros, and I just want to let people know we didn't get kicked out. <laughs> the nerd school wasn't like, "Dah, get out of here, all you." Comic book affiliated you nerds, nerds. <laughs> uh, too nerdy for nerdist. Um, but uh, the theater here took a different turn. They're fo- refocusing, rebranding, and we just don't know what we're going to do with the podcast network yet. Well, right? the pod- yeah. Well, we are built rebuilding mm-hmm. the network. I mean, this is all inside stuff that <laughs> the yeah. audience is clamoring for. Yeah. No, the nerd the nerdist school has uh, become the Ruby LA. Um, new theater, new focus, more inclusive, more um, uh, feminist leaning. And so Hello. now with a, so Amanda, please, I'm talking. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, oh. hey, who run the world? Yeah. Um, Frank. No, and so uh, the, the network worst. is now restructur- restructuring. And so we don't have an official name for what it's going to be just yet, um, but keep an eye out for that. And also make sure to, if you're in L.A., come by the Ruby, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, always really good shows. They have, with the rebrand, uh, especially like Friday and Saturday nights, have really like taken a turn to like, having a lot of really cool shows. Like they did one that like, can completely silent um oh. show. Is that Ithamar? I think so. It was it like a one man show. Ith- yeah, Ithamar has nothing to say is a sketch show all written by Ithamar Enriquez who is uh he was just on season two of Series of Unfortunate Events. <gasps> he was oh. in Ladybird. Oh wait, who uh, was he in Series of Unfortunate Events? He had a house with um that or no, he had a um like a, a hot air balloon. Oh, he's that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's, oh, he's incredible. He's a a like Buster Keaton style phenomenal physical comedian, and I have seen the show. It is wonderful. I saw it when it was on a run someplace else. Um, yeah, if you guys are in L.A. and you get the chance to come see Ithamar has nothing to say. It is it's wonderful. You won't be disappointed. Oh, yeah. that sounds really cool. Yeah, and I don't. Two men with uh, Brian Shortall. He does. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, Delicious really? moments with Brian Shortall, which is also a long-running show, improv show that's been great. But this is all scripted. But it's um, strangely, it's I say strangely, which it shouldn't be that way. But it is a, it's a silent meaning. He doesn't speak. There are there's music and stuff. Is there great foley work? Great. Not Does he as need great foley work? <laughs> I'm waiting for that call, Ithamar. You let me know if you need a dog <laughs> of any size barking in your show. That's all I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a really, really great show and it's very poignant. It's funny as all get out, but it has some really sweet poignant moments too. So hmm. uh, that's not, there's not a lot that I would endorse, uh, I guess like with full confidence, <laughs> but I would endorse that show. Or at sure. all. Or at all. I won't even endorse this podcast. I don't know what we're doing. Here. <laughs> you shouldn't, no. We don't even have a name. <laughs> that's well, the I, I've provided a name <laughs> and we're sticking to it. We don't even have a name. <laughs> That's long so as basically, you guys have ever let me talk before. The Ruby is really working. <laughs> uh, fans, please send us your, uh, your suggestions Ooh. of what this should be called That's on any of our Instagrams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, look out, mom. Come on, <laughs> send us an idea. <laughs> is it the only way your mom talks to you is through Instagram or like social she'll, media? She'll send me for a text. You, the Tim Talk yeah, podcast. Yeah, she'll send me a text after each episode. It's like good episode. And I'm like, the, the problem I'm is, glad he's still like my to mom to listens too while she's walking the dog. Oh really? Aww. Which is really sweet because she does not even remotely read comic books. Oh, that's adorable. My yeah. parents don't yeah. listen. Oh. No, <laughs> they tell me every week. They said, "I know you released a new episode, Chris, but we refuse to listen to it." Wow, that's really keep up the <laughs> mediocre work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it in your face. Yeah. But they are keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah. Like they know it's happening. They You're just, like, listen, as long as you listen. hit yeah. subscribe, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. But so, so shall we get to the to the point of this? Yeah. Is what our are we doing today? I'm the host. 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now, why is it that you only put an effort on these crossovers? Are you trying to impress our friends? I'm trying to impress our friends, Chris. Okay. <laughs> well, then go ahead, Cameron. What were you going to say? I don't know anymore. Cameron, <laughs> you you're embarrassing him in front of the win- wizards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I guess... From right from the top, what did everyone think of Avengers: Infinity War? Did we say we're talking about Infinity War yet? No, no, no we <laughs> I, think, I think I did. I kept waiting for it to come out, and it just never. I'm pretty did. sure I did actually. Mm, nope, you said Whoops. it was a crossover. Well, there we go. <laughs> and then we went off on that ten minute tangent about what it should be called. Uh, we're talking you, Infinity War, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fin- Avengers: Infinity War, the new Marvel film that is uh, sweeping already box number office. one in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, uh, do you guys want to go around and just do like a real quick initial thoughts and then we'll dig right in here? Yes. Let's Let's do it. Do you want to start? I thought Chris was hosting. Sure. (laughs) Listen, I'm drunk with power. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just drunk. So it's fine. And Chris is just drunk. Um, I mean, I'm laughing because I know what Frank is going to say. I know how I (laughs) felt about it and I, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I was really skeptical, uh, because, um, if you guys know me at all, you know that I, I have a tendency to not like these films where they put like 20 billion heroes in it. I feel like nobody gets their due. I thought they handled it really well. I had a couple little heartstring moments in it, which mm-hmm. I also wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was thrilled. I think um, I think it's a it's a good movie. <laughs> Frank's giving me his... his, mm-hmm. his, his now, mm-hmm. now, Amanda, before Frank answers, mm-hmm. what do you think Frank will say? Mm, eh, I just... I don't know. I, there's so many things I would have changed. That's my impression of Frank. And, and now, Frank, now, Frank, your what, what are you most excited for in Hotel Transylvania 3? <laughs> cruise ships. Good. <laughs> Vampires and cruise ships. And How is that supposed to work? Like, isn't it, all, isn't it on top sun? It's nocturnal. Are they, are they going up to like, like the North Sea or something like that? I don't know. The but dead of winter? If you stay within your cabin, it's pitch black in there, so you're fine. That's, That's true. true. If you don't yeah. shell out for a window suite. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see him taking like steerage class, though. I feel like he would want to go first class. That's a lot of windows to cover up. And yeah. like portholes are much more difficult to cover. True, although it does seem like it's a cruise ship designed to take monsters. So you think, I think they oh, in the itinerary. That's a niche market yeah, right there. Yeah. But uh, they're planning, I think, to try to go to a route that's most advantageous for everybody to be able to enjoy all aspects of a cruise. Maybe a blood buffet? Yeah. Oh, that's a so. yeah, Frank, what pun name do you think this cruise liner has? Ooh, uh, uh, let's see. Let's see uh, <laughs> Bites Ahoy? <laughs> 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 that's terrible. That was not even a pun. That was awful. Uh, eh, I don't know. There's so many things I would have changed. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I saw it the first time, and I was like, okay. And then I saw it the second time, and I was like, all right. So right there, it went uh, okay to all (laughs) right. Okay to all right. Okay to all right. No, I I figure like the story doesn't go very deep, but there's a lot of plates to juggle and Mm -hmm. spin and all this stuff. So from a technical standpoint, I mean, I think they accomplished a great task. I don't know in terms of the storytelling if it's – it was – I didn't have a bad time. It wasn't like I was watching Justice League getting irritated or even Batman versus Superman, which drove me even more crazy. Like this was a a good watch, but it's also like just – you yeah, have a pretty pretty evenly you, set bar right yeah. now. Would you mm-hmm. say yeah. better eh? than Justice League? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. that, that was her prediction before yeah, you came you in go. here. <laughs> was an eh. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, we want to throw it on over to Trevor? Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I could definitely see the criticism of it. Like, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that's glossed over, and you're right, just, Frank. It is pretty shallow. But you kind of when when the shallowness is the death of half the universe, it like <laughs> gives <laughs> stakes to it. But you're right; it, it doesn't really go in much deeper than that. 
and just the initial threat is pretty big, but yeah, it doesn't really go much deeper. And like the villains outside of Thanos, like, Oof. yeah. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, it's it, it's hard to judge this movie because it's a season finale of a TV mm-hmm. show, mm, yeah. basically. Um, it's like Marvel's Best of Both Worlds Part <coughs> One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it, it's hard to judge it on its own merit um, when it's just pulling its entire narrative is pulled from strands from other movies. Like there's, uh, it's can't really stand on its own, like at all. I don't feel, but now it's becoming not initial thoughts and not full thoughts. <laughs> um, but no, I enjoyed it. It's I've seen it twice. It's two hours and forty minutes, and it feels like forty five. Like it just oh, breezes by. I, I, I felt that it's mm. like there's just something going on, and whether that's spectacle or shallow or not, there's always something happening. It's the time stone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, clearly my, I loved it because I love everything. <laughs> um, I had such a fun time with it. I think they did a much better job with Thanos than they really needed to. Like, I think they gave him a, a better character than I was, I was expecting just another Ronin. Um, and honestly getting anything besides that was, was a major plus for me. On the um, other side, as somebody who loves the Disney theme parks mm-hmm. so much and spends yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of time there, looking very dapper. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank uh, you. What is the Infinity War presence like within the Disney park? Well, right now, it's it's interesting because they're trying to throw all the characters at you at the park now. Mm-hmm. Um, so before, there was only like a very uh, minimal time you could go and meet like Thor and Loki. Um, really, the only characters that were out out were. Um, Star-Lord and Gamora but now for the summer they're really like everyone is out they're bringing Doctor Strange in Black Panther walks around uh, Captain America walks around Spider-Man walks around so they're really trying to mask the fact that everyone here is dead <laughs> <laughs> is it Spider-Man in his homecoming suit or just his regular Spider-Man just the suit? regular Spider-Man mm. um, yeah Oh, well, don't like don't they have to deal with like Universal's weird rights uh, to the characters so the, the split is the Mississippi River so everything west of that, theme park-wise, Disney owns. Everything east of that, theme park-wise, Universal owns. Hmm. Now, what about Disney's new floating theme park that's <laughs> on the Mississippi River? <laughs> it's the floating boat river boat when, it, when it's going casino. northbound, do they not have Marvel? When it's going westbound, do they? Is that how that works? I, I assume so. Okay. It, it's really all up in the air right now. Bob Iger is really fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got a lot of fights on his front right now. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they've temporarily shut down to add the whole Star Wars expansion. Yeah. So. I mean, they closed down the whole Mississippi River for this. Oh, yeah. Well, they have that kind of power. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. So that's why in Orlando it's still... Uh, Tower of Terror as opposed to Guardians. Guardians. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, why, and that's why we're getting Marvel Land as opposed <clears throat> to them. And why, like, uh, Spider-Man is at Universal um, Florida? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those so, like, guys, they, they've, they've had those guys forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Long this deal was, time. like, late 80s. So they had, really? like, a Hulk ride, a Spider-Man ride. Yeah. I spent my best Thanksgiving ever as a kid at Universal mm-hmm. uh, Florida, and we went, and they had all the superheroes there. So mm-hmm. like a picture of us of, like, teeny tiny me and my brother with spider-man all like you had so many things to be thankful for i know all of the heroes really good i feel like it was an interesting deal though because you think back when they first made that with universal they would have tried to get it for both coasts and yet they only gave them the option for the east coast well i think it was i I assume it was just a bidding war and this was also the time when marvel was just selling everything for Mm -hmm. money um (laughs) literally selling desks at one point for money (laughs) yeah selling what they were like at one point they were so bankrupt they were selling off the office furniture. Oh, I heard something different. So, 
<laughs> I heard selling dicks for money. I was well, like, maybe. did they really? Yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Stanley's not above it. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing us sweet cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, what did you think of the movie? I um <clears throat> I liked it a lot. I don't think it's one I'm going to rewatch very often. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. Have um, we all seen it twice? Yes. Amanda? I Just saw, say yes. I saw it once. But twice. Meet Great. In her heart, <laughs> she saw it twice. Yeah. yeah. You replay it in your head. So Every day. Uh, yeah, in real time. I do. I do. It's it's going right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she recorded it all on her phone. I did. <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm making a little extra money on the side. <laughs> there Spoiler yeah. alert. Podcasts mm-hmm. don't pay much. <laughs> uh, what? No. Yeah. Will you tell me? I, uh, I only saw it once. I don't know. I usually... I guess I'm kind of weird. I always like to see something as close to the podcast as like when we record mm-hmm. i try to see something as close to this as i can right one time and that's it and then if oh, i really like it then i'll like go back later but i also try not to read any articles even if i want to like i mm-hmm. wanted to go and i really wanted to go and watch like behind the scenes stuff on this one yeah like the fight sequences and just all the all the uh, like green screen stuff mm-hmm. but i didn't do it i always like to come like in that hasn't really come out yet like I mean, maybe it hasn't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't really watched anything, but I didn't really read. I know, like, I saw it with uh, with my husband, and he was basically like, he went through and he's like, oh, I'm reading all these reviews, and I'm like, don't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like coming oh, no. in. Yeah. I like coming in with like a very much like a. Clean oh, is this slate. before or after watching? After. Okay, so this yeah. is pre podcast. Pre podcast, and after we talk, then I'll think about all the things you guys said, and then I'll go look at articles and stuff. Okay. Isn't that kind of weird? That's actually no. That's I, just how I don't know how I did. I like that. No, I get that. I've done that before with stuff where I would like <laughs> watch pure. Shut your face, Frank. <laughs> I mean, I'd go. Eh. Yeah, like I go see something once, and then after listening to a few podcasts, I'm like, actually, I want to go see it again. I did that with the Last Jedi. Is like I watched it once. We did our podcast. I listened to a couple other ones mm-hmm. with interviews and stuff. I'm like, actually, you know what? Made this into second appraisal. Yeah, because then it's kind of cool because then I get to go in and even if it's stuff that like, oh, I, I wish this had happened this way or things that like bothered people or things that they loved, then I can go back and watch it again and be like, okay, yeah, I, I get that even mm-hmm. more. Now it bothers me. <laughs> Dang it. No. Yeah. See, I, what was it about you that you said like, well, this is one I don't need to revisit very it, often. It's just, it, it's. I think it's so interesting you guys said that it felt like 45 minutes. It felt like three hours. For me, I I found that a, like the whole second act is very slow. There there are a lot of scenes that I like, and there are scenes that are necessary to set up later scenes that I mm-hmm. like. But especially in that second viewing, I'm like, oh my god, really? Just like get to the good stuff. Um, it, it's just because it's so long and so dense. I just don't see it being what I'm just gonna throw on every once in a while. Like for me, Iron Man one is is absolutely that way. Um, the first Guardians, like they're just they're they're. They're fast, they're pacey, they're very propulsive, they just move along real quick. And I mean, by the nature of what this is, it had to be much more complex and it's telling so many stories across so many different places, so many characters. It was necessary to have all of those like pieces line up so that you could have the big finale. Uh, it just took forever to get there. <laughs> what is a, a moment that you feel really like that this scene this is dragging? I mean, I'm trying to think. For me, it's any scene with Peter Dinklage, to be honest. I, you know, oh, I, the dink. I, yeah. I like those. I like those a lot just because the, the dink is really fun. Um, it's a weird phrase. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, the a lot of the Thanos specific scenes actually are kind of that way. Like in pretty much anything with Thanos and the Guardians, those are all really good scenes, but they are kind of heavy on exposition. They take a long time. Like I, I like the scene where they go out to retrieve the Soul Stone, but. That is a long, slow scene with, you know, there's like a scene before that where they have to set up that Thanos has Nebula and that she's getting tortured. 
that's just a slow scene of a whole bunch of exposition, even when they go out to go retrieve the reality stone. Um, and there's that kind of twist there when he already has it. That is also a really long, slow scene. It is interesting that you think like Thanos sets us all up to get Gamora there, but like, I really want to like slow play this and just set up this elaborate reality for them to walk into. You're like, well, yeah, all right. And, <laughs> and like to be fair, it all pays off. Like every, I, you go back, especially the second time. Like, well, none of this could be cut. It all is building towards you know a, a huge moments or even just big emotional moments, not necessarily big action packed moments. But that being said, I just it, it dragged. <laughs> it well, dragged for me. I mean, I guess we're like biggest thing is Thanos. I mean, the guy that's been teased about for the longest time. The literal yeah. biggest thing. The literal mm, biggest yeah. thing. Mm. Did you find like everything they did here in this movie made you feel like he was a more well-rounded character than what we'd seen of him previously? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he's he's definitely one of the best villains we've had because we spend the most amount of time with him and he gets the most to do and has. Well, he he's almost the main character. He is the yeah, main character. This is. is his movie. He gets the most arc. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, he. It, this is his story. He is the protagonist. It feels like that's, and I think that's also the smartest thing that Marvel could have done for him, is make him the focus of it. So because we'd be invested. Yeah, because you're, you're like he's been a grin at the end of Avengers, the guy who sent Ronin in Guardians, and then he grabbed the gauntlet um, at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Rag- Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah, because the, the writers of Infinity War were like, yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know when that's supposed to be. That doesn't make any sense. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like it, like it. I, it does sort of solidify him as a, as a strong character. Like he's not sympathetic, but you do understand him on a level that you really haven't understood some of the villains in Marvel, like the dark, like Christopher Eccleston's character. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but but on the same token, though, I felt like everything that we'd seen of him previously, and granted, there's not that much, you know, just made him. I don't know. I feel like the stuff that we saw here, it would have been nicer to have a little bit of that seated in earlier. But that's also, you know, playing Monday, you know, Monday morning QB mm-hmm. on a film franchise. Yeah, I uh, I thought. I mean, I liked him. I'm glad they called out this chin looked like a scrotum because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had been feeling that for a long time. Um, but I still wanted to know, I am just not as, I, I liked him overall and I'm glad that they showed the different levels that he had, but I kind of wish that they would have, I don't understand why he, w- like why does he give a shit about the universe, about the, you know, because his whole driving force is he wants to eliminate half the people, mm-hmm. right? But I don't really understand like why he cares so much about like he's like because I'm sure if there were there were a lot of environmentalists who would probably be like yeah that's a great idea you know what I Al mean Al Gore yeah sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the in what the inconvenient truth is is that half of us got to die well Infinity War two that's the next child of Thanos <laughs> you see it's just Al Gore you see Thanos walk out of the portal and then a, like a tiny Al Gore walk just next holding to him. one of his fingers yeah yeah he's can got I a, tell you guys about the environment <laughs> he, he's got a gauntlet but like the thumb is just pressed down over his knuckles in the classic politician point yeah that's perfect yeah, yeah. But, you know like I I so I understand I was trying to explain this to somebody and they're like well because he thinks that the, that's, you know, the, the person was telling me this was like, oh, that's because it's like a numbers thing. Like, that's what makes sense to him. But I don't really understand because I'm not. And maybe that's more backstory that's given in the comic books. I don't know. What's well, his like driving force? Why is he like? It's different well, than in, in the yeah, comic usually books. Usually it's for death, right? Yeah, he wants to yeah, bang yeah, death. Yeah, he wants to fuck death. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that makes sense. That but not necessarily awesome. a relatable thing, I think, maybe in a movie. Uh, for an <laughs> is, this, like, is this Sandman death? Yeah, I found death? him less relatable because that wasn't his Is this Sandman death but. or somebody else death? 
Sandman death? The, the physical like personification of the concept of death in the it, movie. It's a female Grim Reaper. Right. And it, it, do, yeah. it doesn't look like Sandman death. Oh, that Sandman it's death. Everybody wants to fuck that Sandman death, Yeah, yeah, right? no, it's it's a it's a, a woman who basically runs around most of the time with a uh, skull for a face. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't yeah, know. so when I say Grim Reaper, I mean like like this the skull face yeah. Grim oh, Reaper. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So okay, but it, so in the mo- do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, now? I, I think I, it's, it's yeah. like I, I get the motivation, but I don't really get the, like, the motivation the, behind the motivation. The, like the, why? From what I understood, it was that was his plan for Titan. Was it was running out of resources? He was going to kill half the population uh-huh. so the other half could thrive. They didn't follow. They didn't want to follow through with that plan, so he watched his planet die. Okay. And he didn't want any other planet to have to suffer through the fate of his world. Okay. So he was just like. So I mean, I guess it's interesting because he's not just a wholly bad guy. Right. He has like rhyme and reason behind what he's saying. So I like that. I think mm-hmm. that's new for a for like a big bad in one of these movies. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like just plain evil. He's kind of psychotic, but not really evil. But he, I think it's interesting. But you know what I mean? He could have been seen like, especially like looking back and seeing his relationship with Gamora in this film, like. That really could have been addressed in Guardians 2, considering that whole movie was about fathers' relationships to their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really could have put Thanos in there and, and spared Infinity War of some of that heavy lifting. 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, like, I mean, even, like, I think that that scene with him and Gamora um, when she's a child, and, like, your first scene, that could have been dropped into Guardians super easily. I, I feel easily. like, though, if you drop that in Guardians or Guardians 2, then you come around to this. Because there are some people who... I, I imagine there's not many people going to see this movie who haven't seen any of the rest of them. But there are definitely people who aren't as like up and up on this shit. Oh, mm-hmm. when, yeah. My second showing, uh, when Red Skull reveals himself, I could hear the whispers. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> and I'm like, it's the guy from Walking Dead. Come on, guys. Yeah, like, you know who that is. Yeah, like, I went and saw the second time around with my roommate, and like on the way there, he's like, okay, remind me of what's going on. Like, give me a refresher on all the Infinity Stones and where they came from and who has them. And mm. I think most people have like that sort of vague recollection, but I feel like if you took those, uh, if you took those beats out, I don't think the same. Yeah, beats later would have landed. But I, I mean, oh. I agree with you that like you you could have front loaded it somewhere else. It made me yeah. want to go back I mean, and rewatch it, like rewatch a bunch of them. And I think there are probably some in there that I also missed. Mm-hmm. Some movies in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen all the Marvel films? Have you I seen don't think all so. 19 of the Marvel films? No, I don't think so. What are you doing with your time? Well, the first one you have Infinity to see because it's the and most. and talking about it later. <laughs> <laughs> the most important one you have to watch is, of course, uh, The Incredible Hulk. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, we got to start with The Hulk. <laughs> Here's ironically, That's true, actually, yeah. lead up to it. it. So then you can appreciate how much better The Incredible Hulk is and then eventually appreciate the If fact there was that it's a Hulk garbage. movie made, I've seen it. Okay. okay. There you go. Eric Bana. Yep. Eric Bana. I saw Eddie, uh, Eddie Norton, Eddie, yeah. little old Eddie Norton, who I think took way too much flack. Bill I think Bixby that he was from the seventies was uh-huh. his friend. Was it Bill Bixby? Yeah, Blue he, Ferrigno. Oh. I mean, he yeah. did. They, he, he fought. He battled Thor. He, he did. He teamed up with Daredevil, mm-hmm. and then he died. Yeah. Three separate TV movies. I assume you've watched all of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Maybe actually, <laughs> yeah. it's just you know, just not all. It was all, the middle of the gas crisis. He had to walk everywhere. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That TV movie, as cheesy as the Thor and Daredevil one are, when he dies at the end of his the third movie, he falls from a helicopter, which is a terrible death. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> but he dies, and then he she shrills back into Bill Bixby, and he's like, I'm free. And then he dies. And that oh was wow. It. Was that the actual end of the whole thing? That was the end of the whole thing. Wow. Do you think would we you, do I that like again? That. <laughs> that's how that's Avengers right. 4 ends. Yeah. I'm free. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, then, since we're talking about it, Amanda, mm. lead us off. What do you think of the Hulk and his... Uh, his the, impotence the... problem? Well, he's scared. His, his like performance he's, problem. Yeah. It's yeah. the first time yeah. he's ever been beaten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I thought it was fun. Here's the thing. I, I think that... 
Oh my god, I just blanked on his name. The actor that plays Mark, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. He's just America's sweetheart. He is. I just adorable. love him so much. Yeah. And I think he does a good Bruce Banner. And I liked. And he wasn't in the. He didn't do a lot in the movie. But you just want to. You just want to hug him every time he comes on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Come on, Hulk!" And he like can't even make that work. And I'm like, "Buddy, <laughs> you're so sad." So I I liked it. I thought the Hulk in his like crazy ass Hulk suit was kind of the Iron Man Hulk suit was mm-hmm. kind of. Oh like, yeah, weird. him and the Hulkbuster. Hulk, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Hulkbuster? Hulkbuster, yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I like when he's like, one of his arms gets ripped off, and he's just like, it was like it was like watching Buzz Lightyear, mm-hmm. like hit with something <laughs> oh, yeah. with his own arm. Um, it still yeah. seems weird seeing the Hulk with like salt and pepper hair, though. Yeah. yeah. I like it, though. I dig it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, here's, here's something that came into my head, because I was like expecting, like, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit, I was waiting for the image of the Hulk emerging from that's, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah and so that never came. That's your question. What do you yes. guys think of all the the doctoring of the footage for the trailer? Well, that's actually definitely <clears throat> something I wanted to bring up because I feel like this movie did something that I can't think of any other movie doing, which it's not only doctoring, so I'm kind of okay with a little bit of that. Like, for example, they took the extra stones out of when the cap. glove at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with that. But there's that money shot in the trailer of all of them running towards the battle, and there's the Hulk there. That could only have been created for the trailer. There's no way that was a deleted scene or like a, a mm. last minute change. Like clearly the script was locked in, so they shot that as a deliberate mislead. How do you guys feel about that? Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I'm cool with it because I th- I think even if you don't see that exact scene, it still sells the tone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with them if they want to just you know to you know tease you a little bit with that with something that you're not actually seeing the film, but as long as it's conveying the same tone, I'm cool. I think that I agree with you. I think that it was a, it's a gamble that they take mm-hmm. because if you're going, I mean, I, th- it really does have to match up totally. Like, for instance, the Suicide Squad trailer didn't at all match the film. And well, it the, was, the, it was the Suicide Squad film didn't match the film. I know, <laughs> like but, you, but do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. I did, But I yeah. will say, though, Frank, imagine if you had gone to see the Wonder Woman movie and that shot that you were looking forward to so much of the plane yes. coming in hadn't been there in the movie. You would have been so mad. I would have thrown my popcorn at everybody. You would have. <laughs> it would have been so uncomfortable. Yes. It would have had to yeah. like, take you out into the like crying, take you out of the theater. Uh, uh, quick tangent. Uh, anybody watch these things at AMC ever? Yes. Any of the movies? Yeah. So when you, when you watch, the like they, they do the whole big, like, hey, perks, welcome to AMC Stubs, and they do that little pre-into right before the movie starts. And it's always like the one dude, the blonde-haired dude with his popcorn sitting there, and he just like whips his oh, popcorn Oh, he throws up. it so high. And I'm yeah. like, I hate that guy. I hate that so much. That is such <laughs> a... Can we, can we get him out of here? Well, now we'll, now we'll never get sponsored by yeah. AMC. I know, but it's such a stupid scene. Well, I don't know why they decided, like, yeah, Wait, just throw your popcorn around So, here. Trevor, how'd you feel about it, though? I don't know. It's 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 interesting, because it's I can't think of any other studio that actively does that, too. Because yeah. it's like, it's one thing when... Like, the first time I really noticed it was... Spider-Man being cut from uh, the running scene in Civil War. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so where the trailer could have the end reveal mm-hmm. of Spider-Man grabbing the shield. What's up, guys? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's that's the first time I noticed, but I don't know. It's it's one thing, like the cap thing's one thing, like removing stones so you don't know, so that's yeah. not spoiled. Because, yeah, if you would have seen that actual shot, you would have been like, Thanos has everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's also that one scene, too, where at Spider-Man, in the trailer, it looks like he's uh, through, the, through the wreckage. He's, like, standing like a big, like, yahoos! He's sw- swinging through all that rubble. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you realize that this is, he's got actually got all the four tentacles. He's got uh, he's got Mantis. Mm-hmm. He's trying to save uh, Drax and Star-Lord as well. A totally different context for that scene yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. when you see it in the film. I'm fine with that, with, yeah, with changing the tone. Um, but when it comes to, like, 
creating scenes just for trailers. I it was the same feeling I had um, when a trailer comes out before reshoots. Like the Rogue One is oh yeah Rogue One for me yeah. when it's you know a third of the scenes in the Rogue One trailer aren't in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it like if you have those big money shots where you tamper the film for the trailer, I think you have to provide something even bigger than that so people aren't, like, so that's not what people are looking for. So did you feel like if anyone delivered a moment like that that was better or made up for it in the finale? Uh, I mean, honestly, Thor appearing in the battlefield oh, was, God. yeah. I mean, yes. we had, a, like, a 20-second ovation but even yeah. he's when that happened. one-eyed the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's one-eyed. That's, and that's what's also, like, that's twice that they've doctored Thor's eye to, to stave off a reveal that something's going, he's yeah. getting a new... <laughs> I love that one time it was to hide the fact he was going to lose an eye. Yeah. Second time, he was going to regain it. <laughs> I think it's just because they were tired of playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> I like, want the next trailer to just every other scene, he has it and he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you get to figure it well, out. <laughs> to, jump a- to jump ahead, like kind of annoyed for multiple reasons that we're never going to have Nick Fury and Thor talk eye patches. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess not. I mean, we do have the reality gym, so Thor can fake an eye patch. He could. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we could go back in time when he still has an eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I would love. Or go back in time when he had two eyes. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna have if we're gonna have eye patch talk, can we talk about the lack of goatee talk? That's all I wanted in this movie From was was strange. strange and stark to to talk about their facial hair. <laughs> To compliment yeah. each other, really. Oh, they're too busy having an ego battle. Actually, that's not that's not quite true because Doctor Strange is kind of above ego. But they were—he was definitely doing his best to prove how smart he was. Yeah, I, I loved all that. I love Do you think he so was much. like trying to prove? Because I feel like he—the whole first thing of his film was to try to leave that ego behind. Mm-hmm. And is it more just the reaction of seeing like what he views like his former self was? Oh, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, his. Isn't it? Proto. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still such a douchebag. Yeah, he's like, I love that someone finally called Stark a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was that one line that I think really sold it for Strange for me was the, uh, we're not all in your pocket, Stark. Oh, yeah. We don't all mm-hmm. work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Solid. Yeah. So good. Except he probably owns the hospital that <laughs> yeah, <but probably. laughs> Adam still works at. He's, he's, he's probably going to buy it a la Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's I true. bought the bank. <laughs> for, and I, I, I guess you have to balance it, but I, to going back to like the Thanos-Hulk fight, we see that. I mean, he just lays such a smackdown on the Hulk in mm-hmm. that sequence. But then you see later in the film, I mean, that there are several points, well, especially uh, on Titan, where he's going against, going against that crew, that they really kind of put him on the ropes a lot. Mm-hmm. So I... You know, it's almost like they, they, they scale his, his power just for the yeah, needs that of the was, scene. that was a big thing for me was how are they going to power balance everything? Because clearly, like, you have your S-tier, Hulk, Strange, Vision, Scarlet Witch, who uh, are... Do you want to clarify what S-tier is for the people who don't know what that means? <laughs> Top tier. Definitely not me. I know. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> S-tier. Yeah, I, know exactly I thought it was like an A-tier, but it's not S-tier. S-tier is, like, super team. S-tier, okay. A, B, C, D, F. For me, that's like super. I, in my mind, it's superhero math, right? Which is like, okay, one Hulk equals how many? You know, how many? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many? Uh, what does one Hulk equal to you? What does one Hulk equal to me? Yes. Uh, one Hulk. I mean, I think that Doctor Strange could beat the Hulk. Uh, but that's a different kind of fight, though. That's yeah, a, a it is magic versus right. Physics. But that's you didn't a rock set paper, the rules battle. for this. For <laughs> yes, this. Cameron. I was looking purely at like who could defeat who. But I think okay, if you're gonna do something like that, then I think like. Um, one Hulk in a physical battle 
could be taken down by one amped up Wakandan prince if he were all his suit were all like full of power. Okay, full of kinetic energy. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for <laughs> thank you for staying with me on this. Yeah. Like when when I say or like one, this I'll just keep playing this stupid game, you guys, if you want. I think <laughs> Let's like go. One Hulk versus one Black Widow. And let's put the spiders together, a Black Widow and a Spider-Man. Okay. And maybe something else. An Ant-Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an Ant-Man. <laughs> let's keep it all in the family. I think all the insects, I think the insects could band together and take down the Hulk, as long as he's not impotent. Don't correct me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that moment. Uh, when I say power balancing, I mean not weakening the, the top tier to make the bottom tier look stronger. I think they right. did that a little bit with Strange, and they did that a lot with Star-Lord. I feel like Star-Lord could not handle himself at all in these fights. And any time he did, I feel like it was just given to him. Do you think that that, that, okay, you think like in, if we were to look at this, like he shouldn't have been able to handle himself well and he could in the film? Or you think he could, he should be able to handle himself better than he was represented to in the film? I think they made him stronger than he than he has been in previous films. Like, wh- okay, because uh, usually he's just a dude with a gun. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Which, which fight do you think specifically he like held his own more than you would have thought? Uh, I mean, when he's fighting Thanos, he he drops a bomb on him. But I mean, it's I, I mean I, I don't like know the, the, the strength of a space bomb. Well, yeah, I mean I, I, he cause I think I don't know. I actually thought that the balance was done pretty well. Like the way I look at Star Lord is he plays dirty, and so mm-hmm. even when he's fighting Thanos, he's just jumping in for a quick hit, and so he's using gadgets. Even when he fought Iron Man, like the only reason that basically came out to a stalemate was that he's able to use like his toys against Iron Man, which he just wasn't. And he's expecting. basically just pretty quick, right? Like, if you go yeah. back, and it's like the, the opening sequence in Guardians 1 is a pretty impressive... He's pretty quick mm-hmm. in that fight, right? Yeah. So it's really all that he does. He, like, hops around, and he's sassy. Yeah. 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 So sassy. He's so sassy. So sassy. It was just, like, the way that he was so fast and efficient with the Hulk, I felt like I was like, shouldn't he be just as... Right, yeah, that, that's what I mean, yeah. is, is mm-hmm. they... they they scale Thanos up and down depending on who he's fighting. Cool, and but that was Power Stone. Do, do you? Oh, well, in my view of it, he fought the Hulk because he had the Power Stone. That was the one oh, thing okay. he just okay. amped up. The and it's also like one focus. I'm not so sure. Sans Gauntlet that he could stand up to Thor yeah. or the Hulk. I also, yeah, I I also think that like when he fights the Hulk in the beginning, he the Hulk is not a strategic thinker. And Thanos is like Thanos would actually be trained. Like oh, you, you, you can imagine need him in the face. Yeah, like it's like you can imagine Thanos <laughs> being like because that's basically just a boxing match. Yeah. And Thanos actually has the technique to go up against him. He's like because he's very strategic in how he hits the Hulk. Right. He mm-hmm. goes like that first shot, like, like the, the collarbone. Yeah. Yeah, the collarbone. Like just he knows exactly where to hit him to help take him down. I think Trevor, you're right. The the power stone probably helps with that. But I believe that in that fight that it was more of a boxing match. Whereas later on, yeah. he was constantly hampered. He couldn't really physically fight that much and he got his punches in like on titan for the most part he's relying on the gauntlet which was constantly being undermined by them constantly keeping his hand open mm-hmm. and constantly getting new things thrown at him it was, th- it was still what like a, a seven eight on one fight do you have to keep your fist closed for the gauntlet to work i think you have i think he has to close it for it to work right well, he has to at least have the mind to use it like if you're distracted i imagine it doesn't um, just kick in yeah because uh, frank one... yeah it's well i mean i guess it's always been the clenched fist that has been used. And I feel like this is the first time that I really saw anybody really say, like, well, all right, as long as he doesn't close his fist, then yeah. the gauntlet's not going to activate. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the which rules. Was, I thought that was cool. That's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Can I ask, too, while we're here, 
No. Um, hmm. <laughs> we're at the Frank <laughs> Question <laughs> Corner. <laughs> yeah, while we're in the Frank Question Corner. So can we get a quick recap of the stones and what they do? Like, I, So like power stone, is that just physical strength? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just and that was the ability to just energy, right? Yeah. It's pretty pretty much a, 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 a huge planet. source it's, of energy. And that's energy. the Guardian's one stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yep. But you can't just blow up a planet with that. You need other things to boost it, right? Or can you blow up a whole pa- planet with just a power stone? That's what they were pitching in Guardians 1, is if Ronan hit, yeah, if he tapped his st- his hammer halibird on the... What? Halibird? Is that the name of his, like... Is that like the brand of stone that he's carrying? No, no that's, that's what the that's what the, the it's medieval. Like, it's like the swords are called oh, like oh, that's light, what that light bringer and heart is. eater. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, that, that that's what his weapon You're is. It's called a halberd. Fact checked right now. Okay, I'm just, no, I no. believe I believe. I don't it's think Runescape lied to me that badly. <laughs> Snopes I, is in the case. But I thought it sounded like it was just the name oh, of it. Like sorry, he had no. named it. it was just like damn, like, like Ronan's. I mean, it's Marvel, so everything has a name for something. No. Okay, so. Um Stormbreaker. <laughs> really uh, hoping that was Yarn Yarn Bjorn. Were you feeling me on that, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so power Do you is what, say what color? Right? No, I couldn't. I couldn't look it up. I couldn't oh, spell God. it. Figure it out. <laughs> Power is purple. H-A-L-B-I-R-D. Power is purple, and it's and it's, it's energy. Yes. Strength and energy. Mm-hmm. So one is I know I'm f- most familiar with the time one yep. because I love Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That's green. And, you marry him? Oh, it's uh, too late. <laughs> that's why they have trial separations. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Mike. You're listening to this. Um. So, but that one. So, are there limitations on how far you can go back in time using the time stone? Not, oh. not as far as I know. And that I mean, one's green. That one's green. So, so there's no limitation. Not as far as not I know. That is that how we're going to get everybody back in the sequel? Maybe, I don't think so. But there's also been some stuff with some onset photos with uh, Scott Lang and mm. uh, the, the the OG crew. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't catch that the first time I saw those those photos. Because that's all, that's all we have to go on is shots from the cast on location dressed in the Avengers like Avengers 1 costumes Hmm, and looking like Avengers 1 but yeah there's uh, one that came out recently or I don't know if if it's been out for a while Frank but uh, with Scott Lang they show uh, Paul Rudd with him Mm -hmm. and And last time I checked blue thing on his hand and everybody else has kind of got it taped up on theirs interesting so okay I want to come back to that because I want to hear what you guys think is going to happen in the next movie. And maybe you already know and it's going to go with the books and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. which is the one that Gamora died for. Right. Yes. But for me, that okay, it's orange. For me, that one is like in Captain Planet when they all are going oh. through their pl- powers. And then there's that one kid with heart. a monkey who's like, heart. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? There's a whole episode about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, so is so the this Soul Stone is what? Le- Frank? Yeah, you could, uh, like Adam Warlock in the comics wore it, uh-huh. and uh, what it would do is that he could use that on somebody and, and take their soul into the the gem, it's gem in the comics, but more stones here in the movies, but that they their soul would exist in this plane, and it was kind of like, hey, this is a chance for everybody to kind of be at peace. So a lot of the villains that he dealt with, he would take them into the soul stone, and they'd just kind of be more re- uh, rehabilitated in there. Okay, yeah. and then does something horrible happen where like they they all escape from the Soul Stone, like when the ghosts come out of the Ghostbuster thing? No, nothing ever bad like that. I mean, even Adam Warlock when he got killed, he got killed by a future version of himself, Jim oh. Starlin in the the seventies. Man, wrote some trippy stuff, but <laughs> his future stuff takes him in and kill, uh, takes him into the Soul Stone. Okay, and Ooh. okay, so. and so that's my thought at the end where you see Thanos talking to the young Gamora. He is within the Soul Stone at that moment, and I would think like it's a great backdoor to bring Gamora back. Is that? 
her souls within the, the stone. Oh, that's no. pretty cool. And you could bring her back no. up. Does he have to consciously put somebody's soul in the soul stone? Uh, well, I mean, in the comics, it was always Adam Warlock making that choice right. to do it. So, But, I mean, in the films, I don't know if they're trying to do it an exact uh, replica of that. So I don't know if that's that, interesting, that yeah. idea. Because okay. they also made the point that no one's ever really used a soul stone before. Mm-hmm. So he could not know it. Because my, my thought is that's where everyone is. I was going to ask. Is yeah. they're, they're trapped in the soul stone. Oh, okay. And so that's how they're going to have to get them out. That's interesting. Except for Loki and Heimdall. Oh, Heimdall hurts so much. I still <laughs> think Gamora's gone for good, though. Re- I just because of shooting schedule and how Zoe Saldana is going to be on the Avatar yeah. set for the next fifteen well, years. So, <laughs> yeah, believe it when I see oh, it. James Cameron, like you know, throwing shade on the Marvel films. Oh it's like, yeah, come on, dude! All you do is give us Avatar stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's so. not going to share her. That's for sure. Oof. Yeah, no, Cameron's the one person on the planet who's super excited. There's more Avatar coming along. Sultan, Sultan. Fuck. Cameron, <laughs> I literally was talking about this, and I've heard this uh, mentioned before, like online. Can you name. Three characters from Avatar. Um, yes. Uh, what was her name? Her name is... Give me a second. It's the highest grossing film worldwide of all time. <laughs> I can't name a single uh, Nagiri is, is Zoe Saldana. Um, I don't think so. No. Nagiri is Sushi. sushi. Hmm? It's sushi. It's, it's, it's Nagini. Sorry, no. Uh, no Nagini is a snake from Harry Potter. That's yes. that one. Oh my god. Isn't it Natiri? I want to say. That sounds more. It right. sounds closer. Na- <laughs> so so far the Jake? answer is no. Jake Sully. Okay, Jake Sully. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there we go. Main guy. Nagiri. Yeah. Slash Nagini. Main girl. Main girl. Uh, and then you have one. Uh, Taduk Maktao. Shrimp sushi. Who? Taduk Maktao is the name of the giant flying banshee. Is that a character? That's a character. That's a character. Yeah, that's a like, character. like it's name it's all the characters in Empire Strikes Back. Is Garfield and I, and I a go, character? I go Tauntaun. Like, <laughs> it's like saying Chewie, not no, Tauntaun. Chewie's an actual character. Yeah, and so is Taduk Maktao. I don't think so. You should I'm give him credit for that, I'm but not, gonna, not for Nagiri. Yeah, you have to get that right. So far you have two. Nagiri? That's what I said. I'm off, yeah. Anyway. That's shrimp sushi. Just know the Cameron failed. No, that's fine. I accept this <laughs> okay, that's not bad. That was great. I would know. That was a better night. So, been. Trevor, to answer your question, no, he couldn't. No, I cannot. <laughs> one, one more, Nabi? One more? Um, yeah. You, yeah. What was Sigourney Weaver's character's name? What was Giovanni Rabisi's character's name? I think they what said What was it Stephen once. Lang's character's name? No, Scarface. <laughs> what was the name of the element? They were unobtainium. Yeah, I got that one. Because that's so <laughs> the, my favorites are uh, unobtainium and new element from Iron Man Two. Oh, that's true. Those are your favorite. You've elements? Elements. created new element. <laughs> 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 could have even been like Starconium or something like that, like yeah, Einstonium no. or whatever those like I, weird. I mean, I'm sure he have. renamed it after himself shortly I after. I like he would have named it after Pepper actually. Peponium? Because that's, that's a sort of like over-the-top gesture that he would try and do, especially at that point in the MCU, and mm-hmm. be like, see, I'm a good guy, Pepper. I named a new element after you. Let's talk about Tony Stark. Like, Wait, hold on. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We, we're three stones in. That's right. <laughs> so, so close. Okay, so what do we have left? Uh, uh, space, mind, and reality. Mm-hmm. Space, mind, and reality. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, go, go. Space is the weirdest one because it's the one that can kind of do everything. What color is it? Blue. Blue. 
That's it, the, um, the, the cosmic tesseract. cube tesseract. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. Because we know it allows you to trans like teleport through space. Because it does that in this. It does that in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And we um, now find out it did that in Captain America one. Because that's right. what happened to Red Skull. Red Skull. I mean, I guess is it implied then in the first Avenger that it's the all the weapons are just based off of the energy from it? Or is it, like, drawing energy cool to, from somewhere to else in that, space? Like, that everyone that, that died from that... Are there just a bunch of Nazis in space <laughs> <laughs> when they got shot with those things and they explode? Well done. That's a... Mm. <laughs> there's yeah. just is that every time... So every time Thanos did, like, this... Well, uh, you, you can't... You're not going to be able to see it. When it, he did that hand movement where it's like, you're, these aren't the droids you're looking for, you know, that hand movement, mm-hmm. and everything changed. Was that space? That was that reality. Was reality. That's that the, was reality. That's red. Yeah. It's okay. the ether from Which Thor Dark World. I definitely feel like it was used... It had very different properties in this than from Thor The Dark World, mm-hmm. where that almost functioned more like... Space. Space, where yeah. it, it opened up portals between different realms. But it wasn't like it was actually altering reality. Like, well, I guess well, that was well, it was a little bit though because like stuff yeah. was coming into Earth from um, from like Adgar- Asgard. Well, I guess it's like sort Adgard. of like Adgard. It's where all the ads are. Mm-hmm. Overpowering, I guess, reality would be how that plan would have worked. Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I guess it's like reality with the power to alter reality, spread out through reality. I don't know. That one hurts my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also at the same time, like I um, always thought um, that space and power should have been switched because it's like because the blue because isn't that isn't blue power in the comics anyway? I think so. But it's also the the whole purpose of it is powering Hydra's guns. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Guardians introduced the purple one in space. It's like I get its power and, and how they utilize it, but it's just like it felt like it could have yeah, been. Yeah, you kind of feel like that maybe. That's what they originally intended, because it's not. It's just referenced as the tesseract. Yeah. But I guess. Oh, but the tesseract is a term in general used to describe transporting through space. Because I just suffered through reading Wrinkle, the Wrinkle, Wrinkle in Time. time. <laughs> Such a terrible <laughs> book. Um, and I'm going to tell Oprah you said that. You you go and tell her. I will walk down to own, just down the street from here. I'll knock on the door. I'm like Oprah. The book was shit. <laughs> they're going to be like, which one? We've had a book club going for two decades, sucker. <laughs> All of them. Oh no. Um, no, she's a lovely lady with great recommendations. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, so... The mind is in vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also gave Pietro and Wanda their powers. Which is also... Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. A little weird. Yeah, yes. oh, okay, the mind... Okay, the mind... When you said the mind is in vision, I, it took, I was like, he's speaking in code. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, because in so. the first event... Or in the first Avengers movie, not the first Avenger, to clarify, it allows you to control someone else's mind, which the vision doesn't have that power... Or doesn't use that power. I don't think he has that power at all, right? We've never heard it. I mean, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have it, but it's never been something that we've been shown that he has. Now, I mm-hmm. forget. What are the Vision's powers in the comics? And the, he doesn't because he doesn't have the Infinity Stone in his head in the comics, right? No, he has a, he has a gem in his yeah. head, but that's just more that he can, can uh, conduct solar uh, energy from. It's for and it's really purposes. pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a child he, of the eighties. Uh, he can control his own density, so he can become mm-hmm. you know just you know like a like a wisp. Or uh, as hard as a diamond, as he describes himself, mm-hmm. and then he's got then he can conduct through his gem on his forehead through uh, solar energy. Mm-hmm. So okay, it's so pretty well sta- like uh, the the powers we see him utilize in the movie is a pretty good representation of it, right? Yeah, I just I, I'm trying to figure out how that connects to the mind gem. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like I I, I assume that they gave him that because it's just a way to kind of build up. Mm-hmm. the the storyline of it and it sense the fact that the vision of the comic books already had a gem 
uh, in his head that it wasn't any really related like, oh, to. Oh, now we don't need to change the design. Oh, yeah. That's so perfect. it could be like, all, all right, we can have it in here, and it's a nice nod to the Infinity Gauntlet. Let's just keep building it up. Mm. So, well, and uh, also, because that was going to be Ultron's body in the movie, in Age of Ultron, that was what Vision was going to be his unbreakable, unstoppable body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they get, yeah, but then they put the Mind Stone into him. And I guess, like, the way I always saw it is like, oh, it gave him a mind because of the Mind Stone, like, mixing with the oh, AI and everything. Oh, okay. Mm. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, but it was uh, like the vision. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm always a bit of a sucker for him since the comic book, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. predisposed to liking that character. But in terms of by the, by this point, since we've only seen him in like one and a half movies, mm-hmm. did you until this one? Did you buy the relationship that had been built over that that bit of time with him and Scarlet Witch? I so did that not. It really hits at the end. I didn't remember what each of them did when they first. It took me a second to be like, "Who are you?" I, I I also noticed murmurs in in the second time viewing. There were a lot of murmurs. Of we like, couldn't hear murmurs in yeah, the first one. That's true. Everyone was cheering wooing. too much because <laughs> <laughs> um, she kept calling him Viz, and yeah. I don't think people could understand her saying yeah. that. And so a lot of people around me were like, "Who is this?" With her well, weird, indistinct accent. Yeah. Did yeah. also everyone think in that first scene that they just let her drop the accent? Yes, I was really <laughs> hoping they did. Which was fine with me. I was yeah. like, I'm willing just to let you mm-hmm. let that one go, Elizabeth. I don't need to hear it. Yeah. Because she definitely has uh, tapered it back, <laughs> for sure. Because like when I like anytime you read like the comic books, I'm sure you always kind of maybe just put your own way that this person sounds in your head as you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And for Scarlet Witch, anytime I read it in the comic book, I never had her with any sort of uh, like, you know Eastern European like accent. Ukrainian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then just in the cartoons, anytime she'd show up in any like the the bad '90s Marvel cartoons, she'd always have this thick eastern european accent like ugh. And which is interesting because i don't think pietro ever had an act, the accent or at least in x-men evolution not he was, true. Did he was the evolution. like new yeah. jersey <laughs> no but he definitely had an in age of ultron oh yeah. oh yeah boy do you guys think he's coming back mm, mm, no no <laughs> no quicksilver fans uh, <laughs> hoping uh, everyone's coming back I mean, would that be amazing though if we get to avengers 4 and the one character they bring back across <laughs> all of the mcu is quicksilver <laughs> the one whose death is actually stuck yeah like the one avengers like no quicksilver sucked guys <laughs> don't you like quicksilver or you I like do. silver server no you i like quicksilver, quicksilver. i've always had a soft spot for that guy too yeah. but uh it's sort of see him but he never really had his time to shine in age of ultron so when he got no. killed off i'm like that's disappointing. Yeah. Because uh, I would have liked to have seen him grow into something more. But mm-hmm. You know what I want in Avengers 4 is after they bring everyone back, if they do, to like have the lineup of, at the very end, they're all lined up, like congratulating each other, and Phil Coulson just walks up. <laughs> like, you're back too. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I just came back. I've been dead this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't thank mind you me. For, thank you for Soul Stone, me. right, guys? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Crazy. What robot hand? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you look at it, the film so far, I feel like it's Thanos. Uh, Thor gets a lot of attention on him, mm-hmm. but uh, also Tony Stark. I think of uh, of the three. Yeah, yeah, which uh, makes sense because yeah. this has been his story. But even he brings up the the fact that it's been in his head since New York, mm-hmm. like six years ago or eight years ago in Spider Man timeline. I guess the directors oh, yeah. finally <laughs> acknowledged that was a mistake. Oh, they did. They acknowledged. Yeah, they got that wrong. Yeah, there was an interview with the the Russos, and they're like, "Is it?" Like, which one, who's right? And I go, we're right, because we finish it. (laughs) But when Thanos tells tells Stark, like, oh, you've been in my head, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Yeah, Yeah, what is it? Why why does he say that? He just couldn't get that out of his head. He nuked his ship. I guess that's true. Yeah, he killed off his Chitauri. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but couldn't get that pretty face out of his head. No, uh, but do you think I've been like waiting for either. you? I guess there, it felt like such an inside reference when he said it that I was like, "Am I missing something?" Well, I of think the way that he said it, it's just the same that we haven't seen much of Thanos except for those like brief cameos. Yeah, because you see, it's kind of really colored the way that Tony Stark's been portrayed since the first Avengers film. But you never really see how it's affected Thanos at all. So when he gives you that little bit, like, uh, I've been haunted too, like, cool. I have no idea that <laughs> okay. you have been. So I, I just sure. kind of read that as, it, like, legend of Stark had made it outside of Earth and into the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it also, because one of my big concerns with, especially, like, galactic superhero stuff is why is it always Earth? And I think that kind of connection of, like, he's been thinking about Stark for a while actually gives him a reason to like besides the Infinity Stones like be on Earth and like know about Earth really yeah because I guess if we if we retcon Avengers if we base off what happened in Avengers off of this new movie off of Infinity War then I guess that initial invasion was his attempt to do what he's done in other places which is to go into Earth and yeah. kill half the half, population yeah. I don't know why he would have gone that particular Which, route I mean, maybe he must have maybe known a little bit about i mean i guess you could say that because he was working with loki he knew of at least thor's presence on earth and maybe that was enough for him to be like there might just be enough there to hold me back so let's try something and, a little different this and time. the tesseracts there i think That's i think true. it's a twofer but it does really kind of recolor avengers and you kind of put it in the back of your head because yeah you just are looking at it as like He's going to get his Infinity Stone. He's going to get that and letting Loki take the planet for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it does sort of recolor it. Just like, yeah, was his goal? Like, were they going to kill off half of the planet if, if Avengers didn't, like, didn't succeed? Yeah. And I guess... Because he also gives Loki the scepter. Mm-hmm. Right. So it feels weird for why is Thanos giving away one of his stones to somebody that, I mean, how, he doesn't know how well he can yeah, trust Yeah, he's not really... He's not even a child of Thanos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just some dude, and he gave him a give him a th- give him a stone to run around with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are you sad? Well, actually, we'll talk about it, finished off with Tony Stark uh, in terms of his his course over the first part of the, the first part of the story. Since we're now getting the conclusion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you like where Tony Stark uh, went through the course of this film? I thought it was interesting. I I thought it was of all the people that you would have thought would have been like putting themselves out there and being the one that was kind of the driving force and self sacrificial. I would never have guessed Tony Stark would have been that person. You know, based on just like the other films coming through, because mm-hmm. he has still always kind of been an arrogant asshole, mm. right? But like I, self-serving. I liked it. I'm saying that I thought it was good. I'm saying though that the, the characters come a long way from Iron Man. <laughs> oh yeah. One, you know, to who he is now, and I didn't like not buy it or not believe it. Like all the conflicts he was having with the other characters, the ones that he was, the the conflicts he was having and with the characters he was having them with, I didn't second guess. It made sense to me, you know. And I, so I thought I, that was really nice and. I knew I was invested because when he got stabbed, I went, <gasps> like, I inhaled, yeah. and I was like, oh, I guess I give a shit. <laughs> but well, I, guess I, and I, I think what I liked about him in this was you can start to see that he's aware of his ability to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and he's made some huge mistakes have had huge repercussions, one being Ultron, two being feuding with Cap, with Cap, and the realization that he does kind of need him. So I believe that he would want to, like, take the fight off Earth just because he wouldn't want to do like Sokovia again, mm. but also be afraid that he would fuck up. Mm. And it, he does. Mm-hmm. From his perspective, they lose, which I think we can acknowledge that Strange saw this coming, right? This, was this the w- is the one. This is the one. Yeah. He knew the only way to do it because there was no way he would ever willingly give up the soul. Yeah, the, the time stone. Yeah. 
actively said, I will let you and Spider-Man die. Yeah. And myself die before I hand over this yeah. stone. And I believe And then it. he's just like, wait, sorry, I like my buddy Tony now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, I, didn't, goatee. I didn't think that as a moment of <laughs> goatee, like, oh, I, I like this guy too much. Like, that's the only, he knew that was the only way. And he yeah. said it was the only way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the end game one, now. Yeah, in the, yeah. the end game now. Ooh. I, though, didn't realize from, like, looking at, I, I, I didn't realize it. He, I didn't even think like, oh, he's seen this already. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. I really did think. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And I'm like, he's gonna let the whole Earth suffer the whole because galaxy. of the yeah. of Iron Man. The whole like, universe. I, I also, so I, I believe that he would let that happen too. That he would have such confidence, like not confidence in himself, but that he trusts so much in the plan, sort of mm-hmm. the vision that he saw. Right, yeah. but I guess I hadn't even thought about the vision that he saw. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, well, that was when I was watching it. I was like, that seems uncharacteristic. <laughs> but we'll move past it. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of makes me feel better knowing that he literally saw something different. Mm-hmm. Actually, so along those well, lines, I'm And curious. he's also gone, too. So it's not yeah. going to impact the narrative of like, oh, but Doctor Strange knows. Yeah. And like he can sort of guide it. He's gone. He's off the table, too. I'm mm-hmm. sad. So I mean, off that point, I'm curious mm-hmm. for, for everyone. Did you find at any point a character behaved like atypical to their own persona, like acted out of character as to like necessitate a plot, or did you feel like they did a pretty good job of keeping everyone on track with who they had been defined up to that point? Um, to me, I thought I thought that moment, but then when he when he was a little cryptic about it, I was like, okay, there must be something else there. I just didn't know what it was mm-hmm. as far as Doctor Strange goes. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I don't it, know. It I'm becomes. Back and forth. Sorry, Frank. Go ahead, brother. Um, Trevor. <laughs> it, Trevor. It, it, it kind of. Hey, Trevor. Like you see, the f- like we've kn- coming off Thor Ragnarok and putting him with the Guardians and everything that's happened. Like it, it was such a natural fit, but it's also like, but it, it seems that they've sort of sacrificed the roots of the character in their own universe with the Kenneth Branagh sort of foundation and the Shakespearean tragedy of it all. Like his people are dead. Hours ago, but Asgard. This is hours. Yeah, hours after Ragnarok. I I brought that up. Uh, He lost his whole family, minus his mom. He lost his whole family within a week. Yeah, and and so it's it's sort of like I I like the new tone, and it it fits. It fits Thor. Like Ragnarok fit that character, and that character just worked so much better than any of the other two. But it's also like, yeah, this he's gone through so Mm -hmm. much. There is one character. Rocket. I yeah, Rocket's like still Rocket. Alive. Well, yeah, but I, I thought that like I didn't understand why he was suddenly like latched onto Thor. I don't know why he was suddenly like oh kindred spirits, and I don't know why he didn't correct him when he called him a rabbit because he hates it when people call him a raccoon. I don't think he knows what a rabbit is. Yeah, but wouldn't he have gotten offended? Because every time you call him anything that he doesn't understand, he gets offended. I uh, think it was they. Uh, Gamora had a, a, a throwaway line before he jumped on the ship of like you're just doing this because you're scared of Thanos. Yeah. So I think he was masking his fear by just latching onto Thor. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, as a survivor, because that's yeah. like ro- what kind of Rocket is best at in a lot of ways. He is always looking out for himself, but he has, you know, he likes people enough to kind of, you know, join up along with them. Yeah. I can see him latching onto Thor because Thor shows up and immediately establishes, oh, this guy. Dominance, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like dominance. Like this guy actually should be taken seriously. Like mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing, he's very powerful. He's. And he's going oh, to the planet. Handsome. Yeah, he's going to the planet that Rocket wanted to go to. Yeah, with yeah. all the weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to the weapon making planet. And so mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. But it's also, but like, again, like to that same point, like Rocket's probably the best person to uh, illuminate the 
the little subtleties that they've carried over through movies have built up with him having that prosthetic eye and him and Bucky's little thing of just like, I'm oh, getting that arm. Oh, that was Every movie's yeah, had was, some of his yeah. weird mm-hmm. thi- fascination with prosthetics. When Bucky picked him up and they spun around shooting, <laughs> it's, it might be like my second favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, I, I liked that little bit because it shows like a consistency. Even though like we're just talking about like so much has changed from Iron Man to here and so much has been dropped in continuity errors. But like, the characterizations have not. Mm-hmm. And they really like to see Marvel have faith in that and allow characters to interact and just make it be more dynamic, but kind of interacting the way they always have was really impressive. Well, that one scene with him, with Thor and Rocket talking, uh, and Thor's just breaking down about how he's lost everybody and he's yeah. 1,500 years old and more than twice that have tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just a really good scene. And then even just Rocket's like quiet response as Thor's walking away. Yeah, yeah. I I really love that. And he moment. does. He loses Groot. He does lose Groot. Oh, I liked Groot's arm becoming the handle mm-hmm. of the. Yes, Thor's, that was really cool. Uh, Stone breaker. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, it was a nice playoff. Like why having him be such like a a, a jerky teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then seeing Thor and his heroism just kind of motivates him to to step up. Mm-hmm. That but that's all, again. That's an, that's all. That's uh, Groot's thing too. Is Groot like you're kind of worried that Groot's gonna like follow through with the plan, and then he does at the last minute, like baby Groot with the bomb, mm-hmm. and sort of uh, big Groot's adult Groot's sort of like absent-mindedness throughout uh, the final act of Guardians. Like it's it's a recurring thing of his. Like I'm not sure Groot's up to the task, guys. <laughs> and now he's the now he's the handle of uh, Stormbreaker, mm-hmm. which is very cool. It is really cool. I, I like that, and I it made sense. <laughs> Which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do want to jump back a moment, too, because I really, I think one of my all-time favorite scenes in the whole movie was that little conversation between Rocket and Thor. I think, like, I love Hemsworth for obvious reasons, but that moment, he actually got to do some really serious acting. Because yes. that is actually very hard to do that. You can see the pain. You can see him trying. He is naturally funny, but he's carrying a lot with him. And that he he's throwing away those jokes, but you can see the pain behind it. And that he's really trying to just, like, nope, I just got to keep going. Yeah, that. I feel like Thor has been a character that's been so well served, like since uh, th- with Ragnarok, and mm-hmm. this just has really just amped up his character a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so if my math serves, fifteen hundred year- years old, twice as many people have tried to get. Thor's killed like three thousand people. That seems kind of low. Yeah, actually, yeah, for living that long. <laughs> just, at, even just the first two movies, he goes yeah. up against all the frost giants. He goes up against the rock people. Yeah, like the elves and the rock people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like now, he he pretty much. Killed the population of the ice planet, of the ice giants. Yeah. Because I've only seen Thor Ragnarok once, and I remember the the final sting at the end was them coming across the ship. Now, was that like the final scene of the movie, or was that was a post credit sting, right? Yeah, post credit. Yeah, that was very so last we don't necessarily like. There could have been some time between those two things, right? Like it didn't necessarily have to be hours later. Right? No, because they're they're still trying to figure out where to go. Because the, oh, the okay. question is. Um, uh, he's like, okay, now we have Asgard with us. Where do we want to go? He turns to Meek. He's like, Meek, where are you from? And then Meek's dead. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they're like, we're going to Earth. And then, like, and then right after up. that. Is oh, okay, I couldn't remember yeah. when. At most, at most, it's they set up sail in the morning, and now it's evening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, he's had a real shit day. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But I feel like there has to be a little bit of gap, so there's wiggle room to see how... Korg and Valkyrie and everybody—they are either they so they go off on their own exploring something, mm-hmm. so they're not there, or whatever happens. Well, to they, those. they're in the distress call, which we couldn't not, which we couldn't hear in the slightest bit on our first showing. Um, the distress call says um, half of us got away, 
Oh, do they say? Okay, I just yeah. said even the second time. Okay, yeah. It's very quiet, unnecessarily quiet. Yeah. Uh, where they say uh, our escape pods have made it out, but we're the half of us are still like stuck here. Okay, that's interesting. And so I assume. So yeah. that means Korg and Valkyrie are are taking point on protecting the yeah. people and on I, that end. I could mm-hmm. see that actually does kind of make sense. I could see Thor being like, "Okay, you guys go and protect the people," and I could see him like, "You know, Loki, Heimdall, we're all gonna stay mm-hh. here and we're gonna yeah, cause, fight." Because I did, I did see one. Of the the uh, one of the other gladiators, you could see his body on the ground. The one okay. that had like the oh yeah, the like mask the, 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 the and the, the nine mask. holes. Yeah. yeah, okay, I saw him too. Mm-hmm. So they they do make reference that they're still there. Oh, that's cool. Well, he does, yeah, and he does say he killed half my half my people are dead when he's having his moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you guys think about Loki's death? Do, do you think that was the right kind of like send off for that character? It's it's sad to think Thor's last words to his brother. Or you're a terrible brother. You're the, you really though. are the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah you really are the worst cause he, brother. Because he doesn't actually mean that, and Loki knows that. Mm-hmm. That butting heads thing going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if they do put it on in Phase 4 or whatever, another Thor film with uh, Taika Waititi and him, the comic books have already done like Ragnarok and bringing them back like with J. Michael Straczynski, so it's easy to bring all the Asgardians back if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Since it's all about you know death and rebirth. So mm-hmm. I'm, I think that's a death that's going to stick, though. I really think Loki and Heimdall are gone because mm-hmm. they, they they really gave him an actual proper death scene, and it, there's an element of like finality to his character arc too, of like you know when he's talking himself up and he he says like son of Odin or Odin's son, he looks at Thor. It's like he's acknowledging his heritage and his place in the world right before he dies, and and showing that he's the heroism has stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't fleeting. It wasn't anything. He died trying to kill Thanos, like yeah. making this, uh, make it, taking a swing at him. That's. I think that's gonna stick. And I think part of my problem with the end. I guess we can talk about the ending now. With the fact that everyone dies was that up until that point, I genuinely believed that anyone who had died would stay dead. So I, I mm-hmm. Loki was gone. Heimdall was gone. I could believe too that they would kill off Gamora and they could still do a Guardians movie and have that be a huge part of the plot. Yeah, of Peter losing yet. Like the only other person he's loved other than his mom, he loses someone else again, and having to deal with that. I would have believed have flashbacks. that. Yeah, they could do like flashbacks. I would have believed all that, but then as soon as they killed off all of the Guardians, they killed off Spider Man, killed off Black Panther. I'm like, well, all of them have to come back now. Mm-hmm. And I think that just under, I, I I lost my emotional investment in this story because I'm like, well, they all have to come back. So now yeah. it's a curiosity how they come back, but I'm not emotionally tied Spider-Man's to it. Spider Man's death was brutal, though, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Was, well, that's. That you can go. Well, obviously, Spider-Man's is the wor- like the most brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. Just like it, it, he's Spider-Man, but he is a child in that moment. Yeah. What's the second worst? I feel that's the real debate. Bucky hit me hard, just because he was also the first one to go, and you yeah. do get that moment with Cap, like on his knees, like feeling through the dust, and also um, uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Mackie uh, Falcon? Falcon Falcon. Oh yeah. Because especially Don Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle's like, looking for him. I thought, I thought, and he's not like one of my. I thought Groot. Yeah. Because you saw that reflected on Rocket so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and Groot's kind of innocent. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why people relate to him so yeah, much. Yeah, but we've but also seen him go once before, so that one was mm-hmm. like, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, All right, wait to T'Challa. Negate, wait to negate everything I just said. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead inside. That's why yeah. he works so much. <laughs> you see, yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, you see T'Challa with uh, Okoye, and uh, I was expecting Okoye to go. Yeah. yeah. And then it's T'Challa, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, that oh, that was rough too. That means Denai Gurira is an Avenger now. Yeah. I just I just want to know that Shuri's okay. 
Yeah, yeah she's, a, she's a big question mark. Yeah. Yeah. It is curious, I, 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 with the filmmakers, I mean, they keep pretty much the original core plus War Machine and Rocket mm-hmm. and, and Okoye, but curious to see well, why they picked those. But also yeah. Donnie Cheeds is uh, the unofficial seventh Avenger. Like, he, I mean, Rhodey has, has been, been since, since the beginning. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, even it, it is fitting. Yeah, Rocket's more the odd man out. Rocket, I think it's just because uh, it's only the 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 leading species of the planet that he kills, right? Yeah. What? Interesting. That where he cuts it in half. So he's not cutting ha- in half all the animals because that's the resource. Question. I think he sees Rocket as a resource, not a not a person. So, Cameron, does the escaped oh, Asgardians okay. and mm-hmm. any planet Thanos has already curtailed? Do you think they were impacted by the the gauntlet by this? Oh, that's a good question. I. Probably because I don't think he put like bracket <laughs> with that uh, except people except planets. Yeah, he's I've been thinking about this for a long time. He programmed in an Excel file. Yeah, I mean, command in his file. head, he's got it in his head, just a vision. I, I only know how to program in Excel. Can you program in Excel? Program. I just want to do equations in Excel. Just, uh, open run terminal or run command. What? Equals some parentheses. Open the two. The two yeah. like, computer pro- like the like to get into the computer. It's the terminal and the. I'm not gonna go into the it. Files are in the computer. <laughs> Inside the computer. Um, yeah, I mean, because I, I was wondering about that too. And on my drive over here, I thought about Rocket still being there, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's because he's an animal. He's not. He's not the lead species of the planet. Oh, okay. So like, because because that made me question like why Groot and not Rocket, but on Groot's planet, the tree people are the main species. The dominant species. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to remember what the who's left now. So it's OG Tony, Avengers so on, on Titan. It was Iron Nebula. Man and Nebula, mm-hmm. and then who's his robot? So that's why I, I assume that's why she stayed. Is she's now more robot than person? But also I was thinking about it. It's because I was also thinking about this with uh, with hmm. Thor and uh, Loki. Um, like his whole thing is to curtail half. So kill one brother. Mm-hmm. Loki killed Nebula. Or killed Gamora, Nebula's safe. Nebula He's safe, the yeah. opposite Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, uh, he could have actively done that, but I also just think that's sort of like He's half opposite Two Face <laughs> is one face. This no. is nerd math. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a normal murder. Yeah, no. Two, instead of doing everything in twos, Thanos is everything in halves. Yeah, so, I guess so it's it'd be quarter face. That's yes. quarter face. Yeah. So it's just right here. <laughs> We're on here. Just the eye. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be great to go to dinner with because he'd always go Dutch, I feel like. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll pay a quarter. And you're like, this practice doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have uh yeah, we have Iron Man, Nebula, Captain, Rocky, uh, Cap mm-hmm. um, Banner. Rocket. Yeah. Rocket. There it is. <laughs> Banner, uh, Scarjo, uh, Black Widow, Akoya. Akoye. Um yeah, Rocket. Did I say Banner already? Yes. Yeah. I said Banner. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Which, watching it, because I didn't see him the first time, and I thought he had gone, mm-hmm. uh, and watching it a second time, it's really shoddy CGI when he's standing in the background. Like, it, it's almost like they Oh, Banner? Yeah. Like oh, they, yeah. It's, like it, it's, it's almost like him. they didn't want him to be there, and last minute, they're like, yeah, just throw him in. It's it's the worst of, like, the bad CG for, of Robert Denny Jr. Like, yeah. when you can notice he's ahead on a metal body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's exactly like. what it was. So, with uh, Don Cheadle, too, in uh, War Machine, towards the, right at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just walking around with it, and I'm like, all right. Um. Also, <laughs> would, uh, I would have loved, though, would have been very entertaining. 
to see Banner go because then they were like, "Where? Like, is he, oh, he's still here?" And they look around and just the Hulkbuster's just empty. Mm-hmm. No one would have noticed. My, my question is, um, it's only physical form that went right. Like when they're so cutting the Hulk went. Yeah, like yeah, like what, what if they just got just rid of the Hulk <laughs> and Banner stayed? If that'd be possible. Yeah, know. so why the Winter Soldier died and his arm disappeared? Wouldn't his arm just clang to the ground? That's <laughs> the uh, rocket like cuddling it's, it's it. The Luke, yeah, it's yeah. The Luke the Skywalker <laughs> right. debate all over it again. Off, yeah. <laughs> the consolation prize. Yeah, I got it. It's all mine. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I was also wondering, like, shouldn't have uh, to that the opposite end of that? Shouldn't now Thor's hammer have no handle? Because oh, because Groot's because it's Groot's arm. But I guess. Although I guess it's kind of dead because you cut it off from the main yeah. source. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Is it, will it rot? <laughs> Does <laughs> he have to keep it watered? Well, I guess it's like, like a stick. I mean, a stick won't rot, yeah, will it? It'll eventually water. decay over yeah, time and everything. More, uh, yeah. Yeah. But this uh, is being charged by, you know. By a star middle. Yeah. 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 magic, <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange is the character, like, his first one was fine. And I was like, okay, that's just a good setup story. I was kind of a little tired of just some of the. Uh, lack of creativity in terms of, like he's the master of mystic arcs and we're seeing just really just a lot of just doing this a lot mm-hmm. but I felt like this film man I was really oh, impressed by it that took was him. cool yeah. yeah well it's like Strange has been used better as a supporting character than he was in his movie mm-hmm. I'd agree with that I love his movie like yeah. b- Thor Ragnarok and now this like he's shined so much better than as being the star he's, it almost feels like he's Hulk 2.0 his individual movie's not that strong, but as a support character, he really shines because he's a very distinct personality, but maybe not necessarily a personality that could be a, a center of a film. I mean, I felt the same way about Ant-Man, though, too. Like, I feel like sometimes these characters, not that they work better in small doses and you don't want more story out of them, mm-hmm. but it's like who you put them up against that makes them more interesting. Because you're right, because Strange, I think, does have one of the most distinct personalities out of everyone, and I think Scott's kind of the same way. So it's fun for them to jump in and then to bounce off of, I guess, kind of more grounded. I mean, Strange is pretty grounded. I love this. But, I hmm. love Doctor Strange's movie, there, though. I loved it, too. But I would also agree that I think he's been utilized better in those supporting moments. There was a moment in this film, which uh, I think it was, it was Wong, not Strange. But I thought it was, like, big foreshadowing. And it's, during the first fight in New York, they throw the bigger... Alien. What are the, I only know Proxima Midnight because she, she has the coolest. And name. it was Ebony Ma. Okay, that's who's the only one named in the film. Glaive. Okay, I think it's yeah. 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 Um, but it, it was the, <coughs> the big guy. They throw him onto like the snow area, but then when he reaches out, they cut his arm off through the portal. And I thought that was going to be huge foreshadowing on how they were going to get the gauntlet off. Oh, was there so to I use the agreed. portal? Yeah. Oh, that would have been smart. Yeah, because well, you already see it. Mm. And it'd be a nice little callback to like, yep. oh right, we can do that. Oh yeah, um, but they didn't do it. But uh, I thought his fight yet. scene of going, yeah, yeah. toe to toe against Thanos. <laughs> I was, Ooh. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. And just like even making like the discs for Star Lord to jump across yeah. mm-hmm. to do that, I was like, okay. oh, Spider Man, <laughs> boom, <laughs> magic kick, <laughs> magic kick. <laughs> I but I, I that moment when Thanos and Strange like go mano a mano and Strange is just throwing all these crazy mystical powers and he does like he has all the arms spread out and he bursts out oh, into yes. all the different yeah. versions like he he's so awesome yeah. so awesome throws the movie. mirror dimension at him and Thanos yes. just punches it like, oh, punches it away really cool. uh, Spider-Man is I really like those original Starlin books like what I liked about him was that he was like the like 
just like the the friendly neighborhood guy, as he describes himself, but mm-hmm. taken in situations that are just way out of his depth, and yeah. how he kind of can still stand up and still play an integral part. So in the original Thanos story, he ends up being the one that knocks over the soul gem that releases Adam Warlock that ends up killing Thanos. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, all the other heroes are you know knocked out, uh, and it's up to Spider-Man to save the day, and he does. So I was kind of bummed with his death, even though you know you see you want to get back to the OG-ness for the next movie, but I do like the idea of like I wish he would have been saved because I like the idea of Peter Parker like the next generation kind of having to step up and fill in for the for the big guys and seeing how he does. Mm-hmm. So from that respect, I mean I know he'll be back in the next film, but I just wish he'd been around from the beginning. And he was also the only one that kind of felt the effect because everyone else they didn't realize they were what disintegrating until halfway. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to Spidey sense. Is he? That's why he. That's what everyone is yeah. playing it to. Yeah. Um, but in our theater. I just have to talk about this kid. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so our whole theater was like openly sobbing uh, when, when Spidey started to disintegrate. No, no, let's, let's clarify. Let's clarify. Mm-hmm. Our, there were a lot of people in our theater that were openly sobbing. There were people directly behind us and directly in front of us who were screaming out no yeah, so every single time a character died. And I, I equate it to when you go and see a comedy film and someone makes a chuckle-worthy joke and you chuckle, but someone in the back of the theater is guffawing like an asshat. Yeah. Do that, but with like a sad beat, it is. But this kid in front of us. Straight out of the film, oh. straight out of the emotional beats. I just wanted to run and slap that person. So this, this kid in front of us was dressed in full Spider Man. It looked good. I it was a great costume. Homecoming I, or just OG Spider Man? Yeah, Homecoming. Um, yeah, and I couldn't tell the girl next to him. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, go ahead. Was it supposed to be Gwen Stacy? Because it looked no, like Tara. It, no, she was just. She was doing like. Lady Cap. It was like a Cap costume, but oh, it was like Baron Midriff. Oh, got it. Okay. It looked like Tara from Teen Titans. <laughs> um, no, that's just you wanting it to be Tara oh, from God, Teen so Titans. Badly. Yeah. Uh, when, when Spider-Man went, this kid, I think like I saw someone's heartbreak in front of me because this kid like almost fell to the floor in <laughs> anguish. <laughs> just like ugly crying, full weeping, like in his girlfriend's shoulder, just like can't control himself. And I'm here with the three most cynical people in the theater. Uh, oh, it's only worse now. Yeah. yeah. And so I was I was holding my jacket up, and I wanted to feel emotion, but because I could just hear the echo of the sobs th- across El Capitan, like I had to hide my laughter. Like, <laughs> I was so over so connected to that. I had family behind me, and I, I we had discussed this because you, sometimes you're like, oh, I really want to take Josie, but she's not going to sit still, so you don't take her to those. Yes. I often forget uh, that the jerk has a real name. I know, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, How dare you? I'm yeah. sorry, I've given away her secret identity. Now she'll have <laughs> she'll have my head. Um, but yeah, you should put you in the, the the third jerk movie. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, but there was a family behind me. It was clear that like the parents wanted to see the movie and just like brought their kid. I'm like, those mm-hmm. kids needed a sitter because they were just too young. So every fucking thing was like, who's that? It's like if I had asked all the questions I was thinking, mm-hmm. but in a smaller <laughs> voice directly behind me. Mm-hmm. It's like, where are they? What's happening? And it kept getting louder and louder. And sometimes he'd lean over and he'd be like, it's Vision. 
And I'm like, she doesn't know who the fuck Vision is? <laughs> what are you doing? These two little kids behind me, they were just talking, just asking questions about the whole thing. I'm like, listen, I also don't know where we are or what's happening, but I'm on this journey. You should yeah. you should have turned and just started asking questions too. I, oh yeah. God, Why are you so annoying, huh? Why are you so annoying, yeah. kid? Stop hitting yeah. yourself. Stop hitting yeah. yourself. Stop hitting yourself. And they're I, like, I man, have... you're striking a child. Please uh, leave. So I have theaters Jobs where, where it's a very similar thing where it's clearly the parents want to be there. Yeah. And the kids, because I usually sit in the front section when I go to movies by myself, and I'll see the kids like running up to the screen oh, and like playing in that front area. No. And I'm like, what? Can you control your child for an hour and a half movie? If oh. not, then they shouldn't be here. Yeah. Because that's... that's not a playpen. Well, well to be fair, also... that happened when you were at the Boss Baby. So. <laughs> but they also. Boss that Baby's a, different. That is a, an Academy acclaimed <laughs> movie, Chris. Academy nominated <laughs> Boss Academy Baby. Academy nominated with, film Boss with Baby. With a series. Yeah, but they also oh, have like yeah. screenings geared towards like family like kids yeah like the lights up yeah yeah, sort yeah. Of shows, which yeah. is you know which is like all good i just i feel bad we, none of us really should say anything because none of us well no you can say stuff because you have a kid so yeah. back us up on this no Fuck i have a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a kid he co-hosts my podcast yeah I, I run yeah. to the screen a lot <laughs> yeah. and like feel the paper karen karen get those sit just sit I will say I want buy you ice cream <laughs> if you sit still for an hour. I will let uh, her in the playpen area, but only after like any kind of uh, mid credit sequences kind of go. Oh yeah, yeah after absolutely. That, yeah, once once credits roll, yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's fine. Right. They can go be up there all they want. Right. Yeah. But it's like in the middle of a movie, I'll yeah. see kids run up there, and that's like, what are you? No, I tossed her out of a movie. Storks. She started whining too much and. So you just did you like, did you, you toss her out? And you, you, gotta go. yeah. you gotta go. I gotta watch this. I'm, 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 I'm in it now. Yep. <laughs> I gotta know what happens. I, I, I caught Storks for the first time uh, on HBO when I was uh, back home for my nephew's birthday. That was a good movie. Yeah, I, I emotionally it. effective. Very I've, much I've, so. I was I was pulled in too, Frank. Frank's so I see like, why I, the jerk the has, jerk had to go. That's right. Yeah. Gotta get <laughs> <out of laughs> her namesake. Gave her twenty bucks movie. and sent her off for a trauma <laughs> soda. Yeah. Uh, Andy Samberg in that sequence where he's got to go through the the maze made of glass. Yeah. Just the, the great, just great guys. <laughs> that alone should entice you to want to go see it. I'm I'm you sold. It's me. on HBO. <laughs> it's on HBO. It's on HBO Go now. You I can find it tonight. I uh, I really enjoyed uh, always when you're watching these films you want to see what the next upgrade is with Tony Stark and his armor mm -hmm. and I enjoyed oh, this, this one. So I liked good. that yeah that was good and even at the end because I didn't catch it the first time but the second time when you actually see him run out of uh, mm. nan nan nanites Na nanites. Yeah, nanites yeah, yeah. Um, and so are they all like, run on nanites <clears throat> hmm? are they all run on nanites all his armor you mean I, sorry one all more the time. are all the his previous armors. Yeah, but none of them have been like this. No, but, like does, but isn't that's that's what makes uh, Rwandan prince? T'Challa. T'Challa. Rwandan. Oh, Rwandan. Because it's because John Don Cheadle's <laughs> well, no, in this. Yeah. But also, <laughs> Wakandan. You have to. You have Sorry, to remember. Sorry, guys. Wakanda forever. I'm the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've so, been isolated. So right. these are two ideas running independently of each other. Mm -hmm. But that's also it's. But a, they're like, both nanites, right? Yeah, but it's like also different. Like his, um, his is like it's smoother, right? If I'm remembering, like how his suit would go on, like it's a little bit smoother than Tony Stark's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone did a very bigger nerd than us. Someone did a a side by side comparison of the clip in the trailer where you see the nanite suit go up Spider Man, and then you see the nanite suit go up T'Challa. Okay, so there are three of them with nanite suits, right? Uh, Spider Man, Spider -Man. his iron spider well, suit. Yeah. But I think I think it's still different technology. Like I I yeah. think I th I feel like. Starks, they're all. Like, Stark is trying to I like, copy. I, I feel like Wakanda. those are all like tiny little robots, though. With Starks, isn't a nanite a tiny little robot? Yeah, but I don't know if Wakanda, if it's nanites or just like 
like I don't think that the the I see parts of like the Black well, Panther suit are quote unquote intelligent. It's the 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 I think the thing that proves what you're saying is that scene with Shuri and Banner. And she's just talking to him about how they mapped out the AI for vision. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't know you, we didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's definitely like Tony Stark wanted to do something, and Wakanda's like, yeah, hold my beer. Like, we yeah. have I mean, a I, much better understanding of this. I, I read that as Wakanda has been introduced to the world. I, mean, I think I read that as Stark got access to some Wakandan tech, mm-hmm. and he took his own spin on it, which was to then use like the, the microparticles and actually make them full on little robots. Because his suit can do more than a Black Panther suit can. Right. Well, and lest we forget that um, he's had access to the entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s files mm-hmm. for yeah, s- six two years. Uh, would be that two years since. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, since Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, I were gonna say when when they when Natasha opened everything to the world. Oh no 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 yeah since Avengers when he when he put his little uh, his thing little virus, on. Yeah. yeah. That was a really long back and forth that I feel like just confirmed my question that three of them have <laughs> some kind of nano, nanite technology uh, yes. in their uh, suits. Mm-hmm. Maybe yes. Just different <laughs> Maybe types potentially. of nanites. <laughs> yes. Okay. But mm-hmm. it, cause I feel I'm like just saying I'm drawing these connections. That's all. <laughs> in the mm-hmm. comics, when you see like the Hulk or Thor uh, go up against Thanos, and but I, I never really see Iron Man's always been kind of handed uh, had his ass handed to him in the mm-hmm. comics. But to see him, I, I like this. I was be like, the one who drew oh, blood. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was all like, that all right. effort. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> anything he says, anything Josh so Brolin cool. says. Oh no, Brolin is just he's um, amazing. Than, yeah. Like yeah. Oh yeah. It's, on second viewing, I noticed him when he ran out of nanites and like. He would sacrifice his leg armor to build a shield yep. to to protect one punch, and then like, it'd be like one punch one, even yes, it'd the, be like yeah. one arm to make the the knife come out of the second arm. That's cool. it was well, so it's balanced. Oh, it was so and cool, even yeah. like the the leading up to that of him losing shedding his his stuff, and like seeing like it's really quick, but you see like Thanos. Like punches him, like he knocks his his mask mm-hmm. off, and then it the, re- the like second one comes back immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, just like getting to that point too of Thanos just basically beating the nanites off of him. Remember <laughs> 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 uh, saying, "I did." <laughs> that <laughs> it did. <laughs> I know my brain didn't go there until Frank laughed, and then I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of the, the villains, though, I feel like out of the, the uh, Obsidian Order, the only one that I really cared about, even a little bit, was just Ebony Maw. Yeah, I feel like that's the one we yeah. really kind of spend any time with. Like Proxima Midnight and Corvius Glaive. I mean, they were together like, apparently. I, it took me reading an article about this movie to find that out. Like, yeah. like we're dating together? The lovers. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's like, you killed my lover or something like that. She's like pissed off. I'm just like, well, what? I, 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 I think she said something like, you'll... You'll never pay, get a chance like this you'll again. You'll pay for his death or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah but apparently they were uh, banging. Oh, so that's that's the girl, the, the one female. Proxima Midnight. Mm-hmm. Proxima Midnight. Yeah. And, and then, um, is it the guy with the hood? Yeah, like the, like yeah. the elf-looking mm-hmm. yeah. guy? Okay. The, uh, so I, I guess I, Thanos is... is Pro incest, if they're all children of Thanos. Well, it's a title, not an actual. Yeah. <laughs> God, Cameron. <laughs> I so liked it. it, it they were like just like good, like it's just like chess pieces to have. But I feel like, and I feel like that is the thing. If you're working for this long, your cha- ideas are changing and evolving constantly. So what yeah. you were thinking of back ten years ago, certainly not what they're thinking mm-hmm. of now. But yeah, like the it, Obsidian Order would have been something like. We've started alluding that in earlier films, so at least we have something invested in them when they show up. Put one mm-hmm. of them uh, on the ship with Nebula, or or in the, where were they when he was uh, talking? Uh, when uh, Ronan's talking to Thanos and Guardians One, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like little, yeah, you're right, like little stuff like that. 
when, but it's also like you, you can also see the stuff once they had the roadmap, how stuff's paid off. True. Do you want to see them do like George Lucas and go back into those earlier films? I and was put just going to yes. say, like, <laughs> they're all like, well, hind- they're somewhere they're listening to this podcast going, well, hindsight is what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Corvus right. Glaive shot first. Yeah. It's re- well, because I even feel like that. So, like with Thanos, they made such a big thing of him having that armor all the time. And then well, I then feel like sheds it immediately. They sheds it, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> also, I hated that armor in Guardians. It looks it like weird. it was yeah. it was such a step up. Like it looked so much better in this movie, but it just looked like a solid gold like suit. It didn't look good. I think that's credit to Marvel for recognizing, what like, l- like learning from their own mistakes or learning from their like subtle misfires. But they're mm-hmm. like they're one of the few few franchises I can think of that really pays attention to their own movies. And Not just doubling to. down on like, no, this is awesome. We'll just do it harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, DC. Well, a friend of mine was pointing out like the, it, it used to be that a sequel, the point of a sequel was to try and reach the same success with less resources. It used to be the sequel be the directed DVD where now it's half the budget trying to make the same amount. And Marvel, and, and just sort of in general, has and now it's shifted into you double down. And Marvel has invested more and more money in every subsequent film, and it's shown and it's paying off. Um, even when you do have like uh, a turd like Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> you know what? I like Thor: The Dark World. Shut do up. you? I do. What do you I like genuinely. Genu- <laughs> I think this is now a new podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this we're, is you must feel like all the, the time. Oh my god, Cameron! This yeah, is crazy. Welcome to my world. Um. I'm gonna talk boss baby while you talk Thor: Dark World. <laughs> I I think that the the third act of that is a lot of fun and it's clever and how it all executes itself going from different dimensions and like him trying to reunite the hammer. Um, it's playful. Like I haven't seen it in a number of years. To be fair, um, as someone who rewatched it last week, it's not as good as you remember. It's probably not. It's probably not. But I. It is a good FX because it's been on FX a bunch. Yeah. And I've just tossed like just watch it and just like all right, cool, cool, I, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I was I was entertained by it. It definitely doesn't have a great villain, but I like Eccleston in general. Um, what's yeah. The, like, what's the elf's name again? Malekith. 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 Okay. Yeah. No, like I like pretty much everyone that's in it. We can name Malekith. But I you couldn't you even name three <laughs> people in Avatar. You game. named a bat, all right? Give us a character. A bat, it's a banshee, you motherfucker. That's the greatest of the banshee. Why did Tuduk Mokhtau never look up? Because no one's hunting him. That's why. <sighs> I feel like... <laughs> Even in the even in Ragnarok, as, as fun as that is, I don't think we're ever going to see like Thor like being such an ass kicker ever. Yeah, in any of the films until we saw him when he shows up there in Wakanda. When, when he shows up, that oh, is my moment. That in the was movie. cool. Yeah, that and did the, anyone else really want uh, what was the song from Immigrant Song? Immigrant Song. I wanted that to play so badly when he showed up. Like in my head, it was already playing. Yeah. And when it wasn't playing in real, I was a little let down. The soundtrack. I thought that it was cool the way that they cued. It was fun the way they cued different characters up. Mm-hmm. It's like the second that Rubber Band Man started, you're like, oh, we're going yeah, we Guardians. Know, we're yeah. Immediately, we know where we're headed. And I thought that was, I thought they did a great job with and sort of cueing, oh, especially yeah. with cueing the characters and, and still making it feel cohesive. Well, when, um, you know? I, I think the first time we hear the Avengers theme in the movie is when Cap, Cap shows, shows up, up. Yeah. in mm-hmm. Scotland. And I think that we it's used probably again, if I recall, when Thor shows up too. Like it comes back around again. And that's one of the few identifiable themes that we have from Marvel, and I love it. I love it. Well, it's also yeah, it's uh, it, like you. I guess I didn't realize how recognizable that theme was 
until they started using it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And like the, the variations in the trailer are just like the doom and gloom of it all. But yeah. just like, yeah, I guess I do know by sound the Avengers like score, like well, the theme of it. Like, for good reason. It's Alan Silvestri, mm-hmm. who is amazing. Did he d- was he the one who did uh, uh, the first Avengers? He did the first Avengers. Back to the Future? I mean, that's, yeah. Well, at yeah. the end of the day, Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Frank. Oh <laughs> I spent a whole week listening to that at work. <laughs> just like, like all three of those movies on the loop. Oh, it's so good. Did anybody, when you're seeing Cap, I don't feel like if any, well, I mean, Black Widow as well, but I feel like Cap, for as much as you enjoy him, like doesn't get a much to do in this film. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe there's no. something No, no. But he also, I feel like, does he not wash his costume at all? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought like, Cap what? was looking a little haggard. Oh, I was digging it. Were you? Like, oh, like yeah. that A, like, like just that star in his chest? Our comparison. You wouldn't want to watch that star? It was just so grinned. I was like, come on. Just. I mean, also, since he lost the shield, I feel like it's, it's, it's it can't like, deflect the dirt anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he never actually learned how to clean anything. That's He's right. been so dependent on that shield. <laughs> and speaking of uh, Scar Joe, as it has been the tradition, how does this hairstyle rank <laughs> among all the other hairstyles? Because it's a new movie, so it means Scarlett Johansson's got a new hairdo. It might be her best, actually. I, I, I didn't like it in the trailers. I liked it in the movie. There yeah. wasn't a lot of volume on top. I would agree with <laughs> yeah, that. Give yeah, give us... Yeah. There wasn't a lot of volume on top. I mean, I like the red hair. Give us a little I, puff I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a fan. But to me, I thought it looked good on her. I just liked the... Um, I think there's something really fun about the red bob that t- that keeps it very like comic book world, mm-hmm. like less high fashion and more comic book, which like, is such a weird thing. But I Winter Soldier was like I felt like the perfect sort of encapsulation of her hair. I feel like like yes, a, a, the Avengers comics esque, right? Because in the comics she usually has long straight hair, right? Yeah, I usually? like I like the yeah. red. I like the red lob. Bob, it's very Bobby in Avengers. I also feel like I don't know Both why. Avengers. If you're going to change your hair and not even have like a passing line or even a tossaway line, like they have Cap and Thor, I loved that. Trading that back. was a great. That was that funny. Was great. That was good. Yes. But no shout out to Wanda at all. Yeah. Or I mean to Yeah, But even she had much redder hair this time around too. Oh, Scarlet Witch. It's the magic. It's kind of flowing through. Well, everything she. Well, that's why Okoye does it right. Okoye's. Coming in solid. She She's got a brand. Time for fucking hair, man. Yeah. yeah. There's a meme that's that I've seen that's just it's like my favorite <laughs> thing, and it's it's her and Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. Oh and yeah. And it's like it's like the future. It's like the future is here, and it doesn't have time for uh for style for hair. Like it's whole thing like oh, fighting yeah. the patriarchy takes up so mm-hmm. much time. That's like we just all just shaved our heads because we don't have time oh. to deal oh, with it. Oh, because it was also awesome. it was the girl from the Florida shoot from the Parkland shoot. Yes, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma, Emma Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yes, Emma yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah. We can name Emma Gonzalez, <laughs> Cameron, because yeah. these things mean something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Wanda got a lot of ass kicking moments here in mm-hmm. this film, and I was like, all right, that's awesome. But yeah. I feel like Vision. It, they just kept hitting the same I beat again, where he just kept getting anything. stabbed, and oh, I'm stabbed again. Oh, Did, I'm stabbed again. So they said he couldn't when he was stabbed. It said he couldn't phase. Yeah, I feel like they meant to say he couldn't. He lost all of his powers because he didn't. He seemed he didn't pretty use weak his, sauce like, to me. This movie. Yeah. He didn't use his his forehead yeah. beam. Or he didn't no, fly. He, yeah, he did. did he? Yeah, he still flew. Oh, he still used his forehead laser. That's right. Because um, he even he, faded. He it was ju- it was it was just when it was in him. But yeah, I think, was I think it damaged ability phased. to. I guess we don't know if he can heal himself or no, not. He, no, he's he never had a need to. Yeah, I don't think he phased mm-hmm. ever. But we also he, he broke out of the wall. He broke through true. the wall. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess we've never seen him having a need to heal or not. So I don't know if that was 
part of that version of the character's power is to mm-hmm. use the phasing to Well, it's also heal. just interesting to see, like, not only that wound, but, like, this, like, growing just, like, dent in him, like, yeah. on the other side of his chest. Like, what? yeah, he was really haggard yeah. through the whole movie. I guess it, it kind of makes sense. They talk about the fact that he is so unique and so finely and weirdly put together. He's this crazy hodgepodge of things. You could see that, like, one little thing or a pretty big thing getting like a blade through the chest could really throw everything off because mm-hmm. it's all just barely functioning. As it's it almost is. like the first time Superman meets Kryptonite. What? In, you look so in, pleased with in, yourself. In, in, I, I was very pleased. Just like, in, in what version wait, wait. are you talking and, about? And Batby Soups, he was so nonchalant about the missile that shot green gas at him because he didn't. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. I have forgotten <laughs> pretty much all of that Locked movie. It out. Yeah, as a defense mechanism. <laughs> I mean, it's only like the thing that we talk about every week, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but all we do is shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it we don't even remember the details <laughs> to do that. Do we think? gonna cut that conversation <laughs> uh, hour three yes we're do we, in the end game now we're in the end game now do we think uh vision is gone for good yeah because at the in that sequence where you see uh, she's, she's, his yeah, forehead to, crushed in yeah, <laughs> yeah where she's trying to uh you know rewire uh, so they can extract the mind gem and it doesn't seem like she finishes it before no. corvius clave shows up do you think that she makes some sort of backup so that they can it's the do sure it? thing to do that's why she's yeah. my princess. Well, yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to go Young Avengers route with him and Vision 2.0. Like, it's not, it is Vision, but it's not Vision. So I don't think it's go- it's going to be Paul Bettany back. I think they might, if they're bringing him back, take an opportunity to, like, change him up. Oh, I love Paul Bettany, though. Yeah, I know. He's so good. Because they made such a big point in the movie that, like, he's not just the Mind Stone. So yep, it wouldn't yeah. really make sense if they dedicated that much of the film to that story and not have it pay off. Yeah, I feel like that is your kind of your get out of jail card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so along those lines, we kind of briefly touched on this earlier, but the the remaining Avengers is essentially the original lineup. Mm-hmm. And I I'm assuming you guys as well went into this thinking that we were gonna lose. Right. That it was gonna be like some of the big original people were gonna die. Cap or Iron Man were gonna go, and that the second Avengers film was going to fourth technically was going to have it be the new crew, mm-hmm. the new wave kind of coming taking over. And the way they set it up, it's very much the opposite, where all the, the young guns, all the newer characters that we feel like will continue to have franchise in the future. Everyone who has a movie announced about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. So they're all gone. So do we then think, like, I guess going from there, what do we think is going to happen in Avengers 4? Is it going to be, is it going to, the shift is going to happen where we're going to then lose some of the original hitters? And they're going to get their their bigger moments. Cap's going to get more to do, for example. The writers have said they said that that's the plan. Yeah. They, they short shifted some people, knowing they'd be able to deliver. Yeah. And I just assumed it was going to be the opposite going into this. That mm-hmm. I thought I know. I was joking with my friends on Saturday because they they loosely know Marvel. Yeah. But they they know what movies are coming out, and so I was joking with them that that's actually been the red herring all along. That did that. Marvel has a separate list of movies that are actually coming out, <laughs> and the Spider-Man two, the Black Panther two. That's just been a ruse. That's right. To make you think they're safe. The yeah, <laughs> they're actually gone. Do you need get ready for Cap four, yeah. <laughs> 2019. Do you need to see anybody die? Like, say nobody dies in the in the next film, and everybody's still alive. But even due to real life stuff, their contract their their contracts are up. They decide they really don't want to do it anymore, and it's just that you could go on in the Marvel universe. Name check him, but never see him. Would that be fine? Hawkeye them. Yeah. Do you need to to see them die? I I think, I don't know. I think some characters need some sense of finality. Um, 
maybe part of that is, you know, if Cap dies, that man's can get passed along to Bucky, can go on to Falcon, or if Iron Man dies, that... Spidey. Yeah, I can go on to Spidey, or um, is it Ruby Williams is the new mm-hmm. Ironheart? You know, like, there's potential there. I feel like... Well, let's not forget Shannon Carter. A Sharon Carter? Sharon Carter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new Peggy Carter? Yeah. Still, <laughs> yeah. still weird. I think there needs to be some closure on that. And I don't think everyone needs to die, but I feel like there has to... Be, I feel like if they just bring everyone back the next movie, which it's... the majority of them will come back, mm-hmm. and there's no cost... I, here's it a good example. It lowers the stakes. It lowers the stakes. Here's a good example. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, not a great film. I just think of it as a two-hour-long Michael Giacchino music video. Mm-hmm. From that perspective, I like it. But in the end, they kill off Kirk, and then he comes right back around. They haven't earned that. You think in comparison to Wrath of Khan, yes, Spock comes back in the next movie, but like that death lasts for a bit, and there's a huge cost. Literally, the cost to get him back is the Enterprise. If they don't kill someone off the next time around in bringing back all these people, it undercuts everything, and it all the stakes go away. I think that it's kind of a... You can do a blanket bring back of everyone who was wiped out with the gauntlet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that went all Voldemort disappearing, flaking away, oh, right? Oh, yeah, good point. Um, thanks. I also uh, liked the Dementors at the Twin Towers. The one Dementor. Oh, right, the Red Skull. We haven't that even was, talked about that. Yes, oh. I have. I, I'm Red very Skull curious about the Red Skull thing. Red Skull was a fucking Dementor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But like I think that you could do kind of a blanket if you if you you know manipulated time and brought or or I assume there's a stone that takes care of that like brings everybody back from the, the souls, seventh stone from the mm-hmm. soulscape or something what is it I think I like the sound the soul of soulscape Ooh. soulscape is my new uh, metal grunge band there you go um, but uh, you I think you could bring everybody back like that but I think that if you if you also bring back Gamora and Loki then it's potentially but leave Heimdall. Yeah, but you, but you know what I mean? But if you well, bring back those guys that they do. died in a yeah. different way, yeah. Yeah. then maybe, and then I think that's Go- like the line, which is a bummer because I'd like to see Gamora come back. Gamora feels like she's got an asterisk next to her yeah, with, the, with the fact that she's connected to the Soul Stone and knowing from the comics and the source material what the Soul Stone's capable of. I don't know what it, it's capable of. It, it's capable of housing souls, basically. Yes. It's a soul repository, basically. It's so a you soul could, hostel. But and nobody and really and understands and how And can reunite it, right? you with your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a public nice. storage unit for souls. Like you okay. don't need it now, so just and tuck it away for a bit. Okay. Well. But I, I feel ah, like bless you. Bless you. My t- Cap and Iron Man, mm-hmm. like Cap. The, I mean, it, it, there's just a tragedy to his story that is just like kind of since he woke up um, before the Avengers, like he kind of feels just like as a man, so caught out of time, like he's just been on borrowed time this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like Cap, his whole world's dead already. Yeah. Peggy's dead. Like everyone's Yeah. With Bucky leaving, that was the last of it. Yeah. And that's why I felt so like emotional when, when Bucky faded. Mm-hmm. But it's like that was Cap's last remnant of his time. And so yeah, there's a tragedy to his world. Mm-hmm. Just that I feel like a death might ha- like give some meaning and some gravitas. But also it feels like Tony Stark's been on a s- has had a death wish since Avengers. Yeah. And that his whole his whole arc has been being the selfish prick who's kidnapped by the terrorist to the Avengers where he, uh, like, Cap calls him. I was like, you're not the guy to make the sacrifice play. And then he does at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that there's 
both of them have trajectory, but Stark's the one who could fade into the background. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cap can yeah. just go. I think Cap's got to be yeah. knocked out. Well, and Stark now is, I mean, he's rock bottom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a wreck. He's a wreck. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that, just because he's just going to be. Well, you set it up like in any movie where it's like, hey, I can't wait for us to really start a family. That's almost <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna I got something to tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> next time we see each other. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The Game of Thrones route. Bye. <laughs> But in the other sense, it's like, I don't know if I need to see him die, that he could have that happy ending. He's kind of beat his own de- personal demons that he's mm-hmm. been struggling with since the first uh, New York invasion. Thanos is done, a, that he can just kind of fade away and enjoy life with Pepper. Yeah. And maybe we see him in cameos like Spider-Man Homecoming 2 or 3, mm-hmm. where he just pops in for a hot second and he's that's like He's like a... He's, <laughs> he's the... Uh, <laughs> he's like the the guy that goes to prom to make sure kids aren't like spiking the punch and having yeah, sex. That's right. <laughs> Although, that oh, but he's the one who's like spiking he's the a, punch and having chaperone. sex somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He just pops in as a, as a prom chaperone and like that's it. It's literally it. Yeah. Oh, sorry guys, that popped first. I started <laughs> laughing at the idea and then I and then I couldn't remember the word really chaperone <laughs> and I just just really sank that that landing. No, you also land, another you character from Avatar. That's why you couldn't remember it. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. It. But I don't know if that's also me applying. It's like uh, comic book thinking to uh, film thinking. Because for comic books, then you turn to do those big line-wide crossovers where a hero has to make the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then you know within a year or two years they're going to get brought back. Right. Because uh, it's easy to do that. Uh, so I feel like, well, I see all these deaths. Like, do I need... It's my low point when they kill somebody in an event crossover. Because I'm like, I know you're just going to bring him back so it doesn't really hold much stakes to me. So it's like, yeah. why not? Why, why kill anybody off anyway? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this, but I'm applying that thinking to a film and I don't know if for a film-going audience, they need to see that kind of, that a character's story arc needs to either end and fading off heavily ever after, or it needs to end with a death. Here's, you know, I, I think it's interesting that, and we can kind of hit this early on, but it seems like they're, you guys are actually, like, potentially having a discussion about how people come back. That mm-hmm. you don't all know instantly. You know, that it's not like all, you know, all four of you are like, oh, this thing happens, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's, like, under discussion. So I think there's something satisfying there, and that oh, yeah. everybody doesn't just know immediately, you know, who's coming back and how. That, that they we kind of have to put our faith in the creators of the film to, to you know, work that out. Which I think yeah. it, can, it could be satisfying. I mean, th- well, they do say that the gauntlet takes, you know, you know, like nobody's ever held even two stones, let alone all six. And it takes a tremendous, you know, powerful individual to handle it. So I feel like one of them couldn't do it. So uh, I can <gasps> see somewhere Cap and Iron Man have well, to team up. So how many Avengers are there? How oh, many Avengers, original five. Avengers? Five. I, I had this thought, too, that each of them hold a stone, and that's how they all go. There's six. Hmm? Rocket? No, Her- Hawkeye. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, if Hawkeye comes There are six original Avengers. We don't know where Hawkeye is. He's under house arrest. I, I yeah, think there's his guards are now dead. Oh, it has to be <laughs> original Avengers? Also, also yeah. hang on. You said that it takes an incredibly powerful being to... Wield the gauntlet. Yes. We know that in two movies' time, we're going to meet the most powerful person in the MCU. Who is in it? In Captain Marvel. And, and Wasp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Captain Marvel's the most post powerful credit She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think mean, I think Kevin Feige's even said that. Like, she is, like, the most powerful person. And I think that's part of the reason why they've been keeping her out in space for the last 20 years in the MCU timeline because her movie is set in the 90s. That's rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get young Nick Fury. That's why you have both the, eyes. The, the cool and um, frosted like tips and oh, lips. Yeah. 
It's Guys, gonna be great. I'm so excited yeah. about so it. Many Chokers. Baggy, yeah, so many baggy jeans. Really <laughs> low pants and ab lines. What were oh the what were the the mm. jeans called that opened Jinko up? Jinko jeans. J- thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I knew immediately. It was, you're like, what's the jeans called? I'm like, I know this one. <laughs> Are we gonna get? Uh, I could buzz, name, buzz, buzz. I could name that brand that you couldn't <laughs> name. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this recurring joke. <laughs> But I feel like with uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, that's going to take place before, uh, after Civil War, pre-Infinity War. And I feel like it's going to line up right at the end. Yeah, I think, I think the post credit scene is going to be people vanishing. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Which Hank Pym. Yes, uh, I agree. Yeah, he's going to vanish. My, I say Hank Pym, Judy Greer, Bobby Cannavale. It's like oh, not his daughter, yeah, but his ex-wife and his um, and her husband. They're yeah. gone. Michael Jake Pena? Sully, Natiri, Doctor Grace Augustine. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cameron. We're past this joke now. <laughs> no, <laughs> you guys are apparently not yeah. past this joke. We're well past it at I this point. I had to get one in. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I also think with Captain Marvel too, since it takes place in the nineties, I feel like Norm that Cree infusion to her DNA makes her uh, her lifespan very long, so that she can take off into space for twenty years. Still come back and be, you know, pretty much yeah, the same age. Yeah, that's that's my that's my real big question mark is is it that that she's like Thor and she's he's fifteen hundred years old but looks like a beautiful angel pirate? Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Or if she's gone, oh, oh, if yeah. she's like quantum space, like uh, Janet. All right. I, that's I'm really curious to see how they do that because you're right. There there has to be something. It's not going to be Brie Larson's in this movie then recast as. <laughs> Um, like Sigourney Weaver. No, yeah. they'll, they'll just they'll just do this a la Jennifer Lawrence, and she will just look like a twenty-something-year-old, but she'll play like a forty-five-year-old. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. I think it's easy so to just say yeah, yeah, that Creed God, DNA no. is making your lifespan, yeah. you know, much more prolonged. So mm-hmm. you're going to age at an incredibly slow rate. But it, it it is sort of funny that both their captain characters are off the board and then brought back in times of great need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like Miss, like Carol Danvers is somebody that enjoyed her Miss Marvel character growing up, like. But her when they promoted her up to Captain Marvel, I never like the stories were just fine, but never really like sucked me in as much as I sure. wa- that wanted Marvel wanted me to. Yeah. But I think I might. I think I'm, I can get really sucked into the film version mm-hmm. of Carol Danvers and Captain well, Marvel. I think there's something to be said for Marvel being really great about that in general. Because I'm, I, I've talked about this a lot. I didn't read a lot of Marvel comics as a kid. I read like Ultimate Spider-Man. I read a lot of X-Men comics but neither of those really are in the mcu a little bit of spider-man but my love of these characters comes from the movies themselves and the fact that they have found a way to do these really crazy complicated storylines and narrow it down to the point where most movie going audiences can follow along and get connected with it that's what What? the biggest accomplishment of this movie was oh yeah like it, it, it has faults but my god like this if i thought that i was worried about civil war going in that they had too much stuff to cover and like that movie on paper shouldn't work, and it's great, one of their best. This movie, it's technically amazing that they made this whole thing work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, I feel like now I have such confidence and faith in Marvel as a film com- uh, company to yeah. give me a really fun film to watch, more so than a Marvel TV side. Yeah, I have very <laughs> little confidence in the Marvel TV side to deliver me. That was that was the post credit I wanted. Instead of it being the Captain Marvel logo, I wanted it to be Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I know who to call. No, no, no. <laughs> Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> and they get it, like, actually, we're good. We're, we're good. Yeah, we, we get it. You're the immoral Iron Fist. I, I don't care. Well, Just, Mar- You see Marvel's the little someone steps on the, <laughs> on the nope. pager. Yeah. No. Crash it. Not happening. It. Marvel also isn't, they don't have DC's problem where people want whole cloth adaptations of storylines. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see 
kingdom come. Yeah. And, and Marvel's been very smart in pulling names and using them as inspiration. And, and we get, like, with Civil War, we get that cool um, shot of Iron Man blasting his beams at Cap Shield and mm-hmm. getting that back. And, like, that's an iconic image from it. But Marvel, either internally or, or just for the result of fans, like, doesn't seem as beholden to that and is able to make these full, more fully realized stories and, and um, uh, movies. Well, do you think that part of the reason being that Marvel, like, Marvel history is kind of comprised of just, like, great characters and some arcs, but overall, it's like, you get the sense of, like, most of their storytelling is just good. I think of DC, where a lot of their stuff is pretty inconsequential, and they have occasional really great things. Like, I I think of, like, the best DC books are usually kind of one-off or more or less self-contained stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel, it's just kind of like, well, they've just always done a really good job of this for for many many years. Maybe that's why it translates better is because they don't have distinct yeah, arcs. I love how you tried so quietly to like sneak off and, and then, then you just talk. Spoke you talk anyways. Cameron's got to go poop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna lock the door. <laughs> but. I mean, do you think that's like part of it? It's just the nature of how the the story. I mean, it could varied? be. Yeah, I, I think Marvel. I mean, yeah, Marvel was built on something different. It's like also why Marvel has the problem of like their secondary characters are kind of lacking. <coughs> like th- yeah. this is a world, but it's also because the the interconnected nature of this world from the get, um, which is like Spider Man's with the Fantastic Four in the first issue of Amazing Spider Man and all that stuff. Um, that like these are. These movies demand that they're sort of all together, and yeah, I think there hasn't really been a, a sort of like super iconic thing as opposed to really cool ideas that Marvel's in, in implemented. Yeah, like I don't think like Contest of Champions or Secret Wars are all that like they're fun storylines, but it's more like the general concept and not necessarily the execution of the story mm-hmm. that I'm like I can like think of like a handful of stuff that I'd real like that Marvel has that I really want to see something adapted yeah, fully like, like demand it yeah. faithful adaptation like the killing joke right because oh. like what I, you know, no wh- I'm sorry Frank <laughs> one of the things that I would love to see and it, I don't know if it ever really happened it will never happen at least the way it happened in the comics was because like, I really grew up on the ultimate comics more so than the mainstream stuff yeah. and so for me uh, Mark Millar's Ultimates and then also his run on Ultimate X-Men and then when they fought each other like that was mm. still is one of my all-time favorite story arcs is the ultimate x-men against the ultimates and we'll never get that not just because you know the x-men are <laughs> separate but even by the time they could potentially come back in whole different makeup of yeah the avengers and so that'll never be but yeah i, I think that's generally but fair. also like Mar- marvel basically used the ultimate line as the t- test pilot oh yeah uh, like this it's also the fact that like so much of these iconic stories like lines kind of wouldn't work because this is built on the foundation of a line of comics that only goes back 18 years. Yeah. Like, The Ultimates was my introduction to a lot of these characters. Like, that was pretty much mm-hmm. the first book I ever read with Iron Man. So my version of Iron Man didn't have the arc reactor. He had a brain tumor. Yeah. Right? And also, I mean, and also that is alcoholism never addressed in the Ultimate line. Uh, like well, it, well it, sort of. Did you ever read the actual Ultimate Iron Man story arc? <laughs> 
Well, oh, the Orson Scott card? It's weird. It's good, but it's weird. But in that, basically, his whole body is a computer sort of thing. Like, he has... He's, like, born blue or something like, like that. Bor- it's like he has... Iron Man is? Yeah. Ultimate Iron Man was, like, a blue baby or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, so his brain, like, runs through his whole body, basically. And Why so he... Why like, <laughs> Yeah, like, and it, he's, exp- he's exposed like to oxygen. It hurts, baby. so he has, like, this pain. But then he discovers that alcohol numbs the pain of having his brain run through his whole body. It's really bizarre, and Orson Scott Card is a monster, so there's a, like, not super, super keen on supporting his work. Did you like Ender's Game, the movie? Not particularly. I like the book a lot, and I've heard that the subsequent books are really good. But again, I have a hard time giving him money because he's a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting comic, though. I have to though. Google that hmm? situation right now. I'm just going to have to Google it when I get home. Huge homophobe. Oh. Yeah. Like, he's one of those people that, like, donates tons of money to, like, anti-LGBT causes. Gross. Really yeah. classy dude. Yeah, I think that might be wrong. <laughs> what his what he's allegedly. done? Allegedly, everything's oh, allegedly. Yeah. Well, it's like he, he it it came into the forefront of fandom and when he got his. And that's the secret of comic books. Yeah, <laughs> we we spent the last ten minutes talking about all the characters of Avatar, Cameron. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, man. the moving film. Yeah, all now that now that we've all talked about it together, like I get it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm in, guys. Give me a, like. Avatar six, super yeah. excited for it. Oh, so don't worry, they will. Yeah, yeah, but it's just I, I, I agree. Like Marvel's, they, they've done a great job of giving you the characters you like, but not being so beholden to all the source material. Yeah, and feeling that liberty to to to, grow, to, to pull from different elements of it and combine it into. A, a unique presentation. Well, and also just understanding that you're dealing with two different mediums of storytelling too. Yeah. I think that's like when, you, especially when you go back, like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man with uh, and Hulk, Ang Lee's Hulk is really bothersome with this. But like the comic book panel transitions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like that's Marvel has never done anything like that. Marvel Studios has never had. Like, the closest thing that they've gotten to, like, a true blue sort of comic book feel is probably, like, Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so, like, they just treated these like, no, these are legitimate movies. Mm-hmm. And these are characters that they basically just reimagined them as not comic book characters brought to the screen, but movie characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin Feige cut his teeth making movies like Spider-Man and X-Men. He worked mm-hmm. with the, the Donners back in the day. Yeah. That's, so he learned how to make those movies while watching people like not quite nail it but kind of get the core of it what's i mean it's so like now we're like just this whole crazy realization that i just had it's like it's funny like basically in every sense of the word richard donner is the foundation of this industry oh yeah kevin feige head of marvel studios and uh, and jeff johns mm-hmm. head of dc both cut their teeth with uh with donner yeah but wouldn't you think that kevin feige in a sense more successful because if you look oh. at dc's oh. track run well yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, Frank, well, that's not up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, hold on, hold yeah. on. Well, and I think what that comes down to is Kevin Feige is not a writer. Like, Jeff Johns is a writer, and I think they're trying to bring him in to kind of help shepherd that. Kevin Feige is through and through a producer, mm-hmm. and so he's very good at knowing how to produce. You know, he's not sitting in the director's chair. He's not writing the scripts, but he's clearly very involved in all this sort of stuff. I think that's part of the difference is that this, they went on very different career paths, setting one up to be great at being a filmmaker and the other one as a great creative, but that's not the same job. Yeah. Well, do you think the difference between Marvel and DC in terms of the success? Because this was, I mean, 10 years, and I think we could all agree they pretty much stuck the landing in terms of what they wanted to accomplish yeah. with this big crossover. Mm-hmm. And, and DC is 
tried so many times to get something good. Yeah, just, just fl- yeah, flailing. Ugh. Is it just basically the difference of Kevin Feige and like whatever they're doing at Warner Brothers? Whether it's Jeff it's Johnson. It's patience. It, yeah, it, it. Yeah, I think it's that's patience. what. D- and, and that's I think in an, in an eye on the end game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but that's what's derailed every successful series. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man one's impatient and overstuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, and all DC, like DC, if they would have played it right and just really cop- copied the Marvel playbook, they would have been patient and understood, oh, hey, if we take the same Marvel approach, we'll be ramping up into our Justice League fervor and our phase two, just as Marvel's reaching the finish line of their first ten years yeah. and losing some of their people. So... We can capitalize on that, as m- and hopefully as Marvel kind of p- possibly, potentially, sinks I- in the decline, like declines after the f- original stars leave, we can swoop up and get people excited for our 10-year thing, our yeah. big buildup. Well, that's but why sti- we're getting Aquaman this year, right? God, I forget. <laughs> yeah. That movie's coming out still? Like, yeah. seriously? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, the, w- it's the, the one that's actually going to get made and released. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they showed some footage in Vegas for CinemaCon, and even though it wasn't finished footage, it still got a positive I heard, response. Yeah, I heard, heard good things. I'm, I'm actually, like, tentatively excited for that. But I, I think another thing worth noting on the difference is when Marvel Studios started, it was an independent studio, right? Mm-hmm. It had distribution deals with Paramount, but it didn't actually get bought in. It got bought by Disney and what? It probably 15 years after it, like 2008 or 2009. 2009. Was so it 2009? Fi- yeah, and Marvel Films was what Marvel Studios grew out of, and that was started in the 90s. Okay. So I okay, yeah. So I guess I I guess they get bought out sooner in the run of Marvel Studios films than I thought it, it was. It just didn't impact it till after the Avengers. Yeah. Because basically a, everything was already yeah, going. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But so that when they started out, their whole goal was just let's make Iron Man. Let's make Iron Man. Let's make it really good. And then, oh, this did well enough. Okay, well, we also got you know Incredible Hulk going along. Let's like throw in that as a cameo. And they just slowly, bit by bit, got better and better and focused on just making one movie at a time with a long-term strategy. Whereas, f- frankly, with Warner Brothers, part of the problem is there's a lot more downward pressure, right? Like, Warner Brothers was relying on temple releases. They had just made mm-hmm. billions with the Dark Knight films. So like, they, were, they were set up to fail in a way that Marvel wasn't. But also, Marvel tried harder. But I still remember my, um, the like when the announcement of everything started really ramping up. Marvel like bought like took out this huge loan from like Merrill Lynch or something like that to like get to like, start footing the bill and going like that. There was a very realistic expectation that this could fail. Oh yeah, that this could crash and destroy basically the industry. Mm-hmm. Like there and now we're at a point where Mar- Avengers has. The biggest opening of all time, two hundred fifty million dollars in a weekend, mm-hmm. and they and it's not even China. So yeah, yeah. and I they ha- they also uh, they are tied. They're in a three way tie for second on most money spent, budgeted. <laughs> yeah, the number one movie for most money spent is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Like for a single film, single film. Wait. Mm-hmm. Infinity War <laughs> costs less than on Stranger Tides. Yes, that it is shows. Correct. It shows. That is correct. Oh yeah, God. it's in a three-way. It's in a three-way tie. Where did that money go? I don't know. I just thought that'd be a Johnny fun Depp's fact to throw lawyers. In. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's just it's crazy because I think they are. They're just investing, investing. But I think they're also investing in their directors. Yes, they're finding people they can trust. And I think one thing that Marvel does that DC doesn't, which we hit on already, is that Marvel learns from its mistakes. It listens to what people say, what the f- critics say, and also what the fans say, and 
moves forward from mm-hmm. things and says, "All right, we tried that, didn't work." Well, that you know, and they move Ragnarok's on. a great example. Of Absolutely, that. yeah, and even having like Favreau direct. You know, because I remember when they first announced him, people were like, "Oh, really?" Oh, yeah. Like, and now it's like you can't even imagine that movie without from him the director, director of Elf. Exactly. And yeah. the guy who got arrested for doing drugs in the street. Like, you know, just I mean, yeah, I think that they find you know they they pick good people that are have maybe a different approach, and then they trust their vision. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that it seemed anyway from the outside, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a lot more than that happening. And, but and like. You know, I and which they don't do with DC. No. Well, and they also it seemed like they really pu- they l- also learned the lesson of how Age of Ultron really just went off the rails mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it like basically broke Joss Whedon and everything like that. And maybe it, there's a power with the Russo brothers being like a duo and having being able to like spread out the stress and like pressure of it all uh, amongst the two of them. But they well, but maybe it's also Marvel realizing that we can't. We have an end game we're trying to get to, but we can't be so heavy-handed, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. They were with, with yeah. uh, Age yeah. of Ultron. And, well, and, yeah, and, and I think DC, for me, is like the biggest one. DC, every time I see now DC, I'm like, all right, great. I feel like I'm just like plodding through this block to get to the bigger pyramid of it. It's yeah. like, whereas I think the Marvel films, in general, overall, now we're getting to a nice point where they stand alone. And they, you know, and again, I didn't have all the blocks for this puzzle. Mm-hmm. I'm there's for sure at least a film or two that I missed before getting to this one, and I didn't really feel like I'd missed all that much. Yeah, meaning that like I want to go back and like make sure that I've seen all of them now. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that I get that much more. But even without that, without having gone through and rewatched all of them before I saw this movie, I was still able to keep up, still able to understand, and I think that's what you want for a general public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It's really fun. Do you want to see after this phase ends with next year with the uh, the conclusion of the Avengers film? Do you want to see Marvel films do another ambitious thing like this, another ten years? Say with another villain, like if they get the, the Fox film uh, goes through mm-hmm. and they use like Doctor Doom is leading up to that, or you want them to do something completely different in terms of way that they kind of er, tell the stories in their universe? I don't want them to do big things like this anymore. I think the movies I've been enjoying more from them the last few years have been the ones that felt more standalone. Mm-hmm. So you talk about like a, a Doctor Strange or, or Black Panther, I think, is the most separated of all the films. It and got, Logan. Doesn't count. That's Fox. That's Fox. It's not MCU. Yeah. But, but okay. the, the movies... Sorry, you're, you're still the novice. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> the... <laughs> The movies that got to stand more on their own have been the more enjoyable ones. When characters just kind of pop up to have a couple scenes and to be playful in cameos, like the Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok, I absolutely loved. Um, it's probably no surprise that I say this, given what our other podcast about, but I would like to see this be more like kind of the way they did the DC Animated Universe, where it's a world that is really fleshed out, and there can be kind of like references, and characters can like pop in and out, and you can just have these like huge A-list actors just do a couple but scenes in a like movie. But that's not like the main selling point. But that's the main selling yeah. point. It's like these moments you get to have because this world has so much depth to it, but they don't always have to be all together all the time. I, I would love for them to not do more Avengers stuff, but just have that sort of interweaving, do team-ups, do pairings, cameos. That would be interesting to see if they could do like, a, like the traditional comic book two-parter where they set up maybe a, a two characters, maybe even three, but they... They shoot it enough in advance where they could release one in March, like they usually do now, and mm-hmm. then one in November. Yeah, and just and that's it, two part, and then they just move on to something else. Well, yeah. I think by the time well, we get into, oh, sorry, go ahead, Sherman. I would just, I, I'd also like to see <clears throat> stuff like Ant Man and the Wasp, 
Yeah. Like double bills too would also be fun. Like yeah. Thor and Thor Ragnarok with uh, Hulk and Thor. That uh, some double bills would be fun. Sort of lower stakes team ups. Well, if we're looking a decade into the future, we're going to be in VR. So that's an interesting. You really think that's where we're heading for film? I do. I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You you want to be in the film? Oh, I'm not saying that I want that. that, No. I'm saying the public wants. I think that we're. I think that that production companies, from what I've seen, they think that is the future. They think that is what the public wants, whether the public wants it or is ready for it. I agree with that. As I I feel like as a gaming experience, yes. Yes. But as a film going experience? It is being explored as a film going experience. I think think we can take the trend of 3D and adapt that to VR, where 3D is dying, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But I don't... It had had a rise. I think they're going to try VR, and they're going to try and do maybe a handful of big budget VR films, mm-hmm. but that's also, you know, a hundred thousand movie theaters you're gonna have to readapt for VR. Right. I'm not saying that it's gonna be like I'm not saying well, we're looking at like a practical thing where it's in every single movie theater. I'm just saying that I kinda wanna plant the seed of that. It doesn't need to be in a theater anymore. It doesn't. Well, but I wanna plant the part of it. I wanna plant the the idea of the seed of that idea for everyone that think about these films and if you take them down the route of VR as a separate but uh, but related medium, how that changes the way that they start making films. And because you could see a movie like Infinity War and then see it basically as a companion piece in smaller boutique theaters that are yeah. doing VR, in home sets, things like that. And it would completely change the perspective of the yeah. film because you'd be participating as a character. Well, That's all. That's kind of one of the things. What was the Hardcore Henry? That's the, the well, first but, person. But that was first movie. person. So, but, but you know, I think along those lines. I <laughs> oh, think Trevor, where are you yeah. going? <laughs> Notice how I said it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a gentleman. Are you gonna go feed your meter? Because I, you should feed mine too if you're gonna go do that. No, I'm going to that. All right. Yeah. He's, he's gonna, gonna euphemistically go feed poop. the meter. Guys, yeah. I um, probably take it on my car. We yeah. talked for so long. I know, I know. it happens every time. Right. But I do want to touch on this point a little bit because I think Amanda, you said something, and Cameron, you said something too that I think those two points together make a huge difference. Cameron, you said it won't be in a theater anymore. I think that's exactly the point. Is maybe I'm just being very cynical because the first time I watched the movie was fucking ruined by the fans <laughs> for me. I've never hated fandom more than I do right now. I'm sorry. Um, but honestly, it's it's getting difficult to go see a movie and not find something going on around you distracting. Um, production companies are investing heavily in figuring out how to exploit VR as a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like companies that are making like VR documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was an extra, weirdly enough, in like the first ever narrative. VR movie. It was a short. It was like a World War II short, and I'm a Russian soldier. Should have been German. Look at me. The blonde hair and the blue eyes, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but I mean, th- this was years ago, but, but it was shot on a, a camera that had like a dozen GoPros in a circle mm-hmm. and like two up in the top. I never got a chance to see it because getting a chance to watch stuff in VR is hard. Right. But, you know, I think there's a distribution format is emerging for VR. Well, and so weirdly enough, in the European market, it's already a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's been a crime series in France that's a full VR c- TV series. It's very scary, because when you go in, you don't know if you're the victim or the killer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wish I d- it was that interesting. I, d- I, d- I don't know. It was not. It was, it was, it was not. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the interesting side of it was it was a it was a choose-your-own-adventure, but they all led to the same path at the end. Um, so I, I had to watch the first episode for my old job. Um you would you would look around the room and kind of whatever hallway you would look at, 
that's where your character would go, and you'd have different interactions based on where you moved. And that's fascinating, and that's a great idea, but that's, I, I don't know, I feel like... I, I just don't see the, the world of movies I, I, going that I way. I think that's eking out, though. Like, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I know Soderbergh did something with HBO that was, like, the story progressed, and you, like, could choose how things There's moved along. There's a whole app. It just won an award. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's all leading down that path. And I think, Emmanuel, you have a very good point that I could see Marvel being one of the first companies to really lean in on that. I mean, one, they have the backing of Disney in terms of the money, but then also the access to technology. There's the Star Wars VR thing down at Disneyland, which mm-hmm. you've probably done without us and lied I about it. I haven't done yet because my stupid friends never want to go when I'm there. What? Well, bring your right? other, bring your other stupid void. friends. There's one in Glendale. There, yeah, one to seven in Glendale. We have a whole oh, room okay. of stupid friends right now. I know. Yeah. Let's all go do the void, guys. Go yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, up until midnight. I want to sleep. Um... I think Marvel will be one of the first ones to do that. I think they will do, they might bring like a one shot or something like that, like mm-hmm. a VR one shot, and just kind of get the hardcore fans, do it down at their Disneyland space. Um, but I, I can see them, they have been on the cutting edge and doing it well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that you're right. I think it, they'll do I, VR. I mean, I feel like if we're getting into that level, I feel like a video game company is going to do it before a film company. They're because working you, on it, but there are so many of these, there are companies that do both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, <clears throat> because, with VR, you're blending them, especially with these choose-your-own-adventure stories. That's just a, t- uh, a, a, a tall tale. That's the company that made the Batman game. Telltale. 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 Yeah. That's just that's just that company, yeah. and it's the line between the two is gonna blur. Well, and I think, and as the the uncanny valley gets kind of like narrower and narrower, that we're gonna get to the point where you know you could build these worlds with real people in it and. It would still hold well, up. Very we're well. already at the point, like where technology, we you could basically make interactive cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, the, like South Park, the game looks exactly like the show, yeah. and the new Dragon Ball Z, oh, like upped so it great. and looks just like the show. Like we're getting to the mm-hmm. point, like custom cutscenes. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. So you're, we're like, <laughs> the technology is there to create it, but yeah. But w- as we get more human. Stuff. Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting. You want to know my biggest concern with all Can of that, I? though? Mm. Motion sickness. That yes. Um, with the blur between video game and movie, the highest rated video game movie we've had so far is Rampage. By one point. By above one point above Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. So they're gonna have to figure out a better but way to work that storytelling. Hang on, we've talked about this. The best video game movies aren't movies based off video games, but movies that understand video games. Oh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, um, Jumanji favorite. is a lot of fun, That's actually. True, yeah. So we're gonna probably end up getting a movie that understands the no- nature of video games. If it won't be based off a of video game. I don't game. think the first step is gonna be interactive or choose your own adventure. I think they're testing that, mm-hmm. which is more gaming for me. For me, the the next logical step in tying together VR and film is that you are you feel like you are in it so it's more of like a 360 experience if you are in and you're in uh, the movie we're talking about Infinity where like you're able to be on the battlefield and look to the right and look to the left and feel like you're you're there they did that for even if you're not present almost more like you're just like an omniscient narrator yeah so before Suicide Squad came out I don't know if you did it uh, oh, down at Comic Con, yeah, no. at Comic Con, you could. They had that exact thing, where they filmed a VR. They filmed a 360 camera during their big fight scene mm-hmm. in the office <laughs> in the office building. Um, Did you hear my eyes roll? <laughs> <just now? laughs> um, but it was it was a unique experience for sure, where you you did actually get to like look around and mm-hmm. see all the all the combat going on. I 
am hesitant for action to be the first one to handle that mm -hmm. because I feel like since there is so much happening in action films that it's hard because that was my problem I watched it twice because the audio didn't work the first time but I couldn't find half of the characters that I was supposed to watch like I found Harley because she's front and center mm -hmm. but like I, I couldn't see Diablo or Killer Croc or anyone else in that in that shot yeah I'm not necessarily I I enthused by mm -hmm. the idea of all of this. I, I don't even like going and seeing 3D movies, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, I hate it, it, um, I won't. But I do think that, <clears throat> I mean, uh, 10 years is a is both a long time and a flash, and mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of where we're headed. We're always just looking for a new medium to exploit, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? And I think that especially with something like this, where there's so much of a crossover between fans of gaming, both, you know, video games and, like, you know, role-playing and things like that, and superheroes and film like that's the kind of the natural convergence in the middle i feel like yeah. mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah. you know I, I think all of these like trends are going to just kind of progress along and eventually they're going to converge and we're going to have some property come out that's going to combine all these things mm -hmm. all of the avengers well but then i feel like i move it that doesn't excite me because i feel like you they, it, they'd have to set up with so many variables where if i just wanted to spend the whole movie Touching Captain America's butt the whole time. That's oh, all I do dreams. in the whole movie. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Where's then, that option? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then I, 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 as an audience, should be allowed that. But are the filmmakers going to allow those possibilities? No, because they're not going to want you to be grabbing Captain America's Frank's butt. Like, Chris Frank's Evans like, around after yeah. every scene. Frank's like, like Captain, yeah. do you know where you are? And he's like, I'm in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Is it raining? I hadn't noticed. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but... Do Water run through that beard. Oh yeah. <laughs> how how much do you think Marvel's going to really work hard with Sony to keep Spider Man in play after I, Homecoming? <clears throat> I feel like you got to keep him around. Oh, absolutely. But I, I brought up this point with Chris a few weeks ago. Where do we go if Venom does well? It can't do well. It mm. just can't. It's not yet now. But like in the, do in you the, really see a world where it does well? Do that's what I. That's what I can't vision. Does I, I, well. What's What's the standard for doing well? Because some like I. I mean, financially, just. I mean, yeah, financially, it's gonna well, do well. You think it's gonna? I okay, mean, but it's not gonna uh, be it's, good. I don't think it's gonna really? do that well. No, because I, I. The second time I saw the Avengers, they played the Venom trailer, and I had just you could hear murmurs for the whole being whole crowd being like, "What." Mm -hmm. Did you Who get the that? good what trailer? We got the I got the new one. Oh, okay. I got the old one. Oh, that's I'm just like, why? That's terrible, <laughs> that terrible, terrible I think, trailer. I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I played the game with my mom of showing her the trailer, not telling her what's happening, and asking her what she thinks the story is. And she she was close. Uh, she thought it was some space virus that was killing a guy. And I'm like, that, that's the idea. Also, survey of the room. What is the thing called that makes Venom? What is that creature? The symbiote. 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 Symbiote? I say symbiote, and it bugs me when Jenny Slate's just really hard hitting it. A symbiote. Yeah, I've, I've always heard it pronounced symbiote. Leviosa. I always heard it as symbiote, because that's how they pronounced it in Spider-Man, the 90s cartoon. It was oh, a symbiote. Where, I think where I heard oh. it pronounced symbiote. symbiote. But I don't know. It just... It in just, every other medium sense. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Another... Huge glaring problem is just that Jenny Slate's involved in this mm -hmm. as like the exposition it, it's machine. Just, it's like just yeah. to get back at, at Chris Evans because they broke up again, right? I think they got back together no, that's for a bit. Yeah. Oh, oh, Chris Evans. I thought it was like yeah. Pratt. I was like, hey, you mean Anna Faris? No. Oh. oh. No. After this movie, Chris Pratt is dead to me. Well, 
Uh, do you think he was just a tool in this film? A hundred percent. Yeah. The fact that he, I mean, obviously they needed it for story purposes, but yeah. the fact that he like ruined the plan, uh, just because he couldn't take a step back. Although, if you look, I mean, made me so I agree. Angry. I do agree with that. But then you look at it like Guardians Two, when Kurt Russell drops that he killed his mom, boom, he just shoots him right away. I mean, yeah. There's no. That's the other thing. He pistol whips him. He's yeah. holding a fucking laser and he pistol whips him. I know. That yes. I haven't seen the preview. What? I haven't seen this preview. Okay. Oh, the better. <laughs> I'm like racking my brain, and I'm like, the, or, or have you moved on to something else? We, we jump back yeah, to the new there's a new, Ven- there's a new Venom trailer that doesn't look that much better than the first one. It, I don't think I've seen either of them because I didn't fine. realize Jenny Slate was you're in not, it. You're not really missing out, to be perfectly honest. It's just, I don't she know if I want to see Marvel-adjacent oh, really? Marvel? films that are in the Spider-Man universe, but as far as we know, may not even have Spider-Man in it. Do I care? I think, well, because what, he's locked in for... I think three standalone films, and I think at least Civil War, and then the two Infinity War films, right? I, think I, that, hope so. I think that's what the contract was. I, I was I thought it was after the second Homecoming one. That's what I thought, but I don't know if that if it's I I, I hope it's a third, but I I always thought it was the second one. I think Marvel, Marvel, I think Marvel has Sony by the balls, and Sony doesn't want to admit it. And so I think Marvel will do everything they can to keep that train going, but they also recognize they don't need Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they, ha- they have him locked well, in for as much as they need him and any more. If they can, they will. If they can't... Well, and, and well, they have to realize, like, they, they're going to get a slice of that box office right there from that $250 million, bigger than any Spider-Man opening. It's blowing, going to blow oh. Venom out of the water. And, yeah, I think, I think Sony will, would be stupid to not just sit back and just take the money but they're already doing that that's the interesting thing well because they have because spider-man that deal is insane it's like what, 600 characters frank or something like that like yep. 500 characters that are a part of this deal so yeah sony's not gonna like be like well we're just gonna here take them all back take yeah. them all back you guys i think they're going i think they're going to realize that the, the flagship character in this deal is better served by farming them out to another studio but they're gonna have like a Prowler movie. They're gonna have a Venom movie. They're gonna oh. try and and b- Silver Sable, Black Cat. They're gonna try and build those characters up, and they're gonna fail. But I think th- they've recognized that Spider-Man and his direct world are better served at Marvel. Who yeah. owns Nova? Is that Marvel? Marvel. Marvel. Okay. Because Kevin Feige mentioned that like Nova would be an interesting one for a standalone film. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. I think I feel like Namor has some weird things. Namor like, is universal. I think he's universal. Yeah, he's the only one. But well, the Hulk it. technically. Oh, universal yeah, has yeah. Uh, rights to do a Hulk solo movie. That's why we're basically never going to get one. Hulk but and Han Solo together. But yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so much I guess salt and pepper. Because I'm like with Fox, they had uh, a clause where they didn't do it in a certain amount of time. It reverts mm-hmm. back to Marvel. I assume Universal does not have that clause in their contract because I've never seen anything ever. With uh, Namor, no. and yet they still have the yeah, rights. Yeah, so to I'm that. not sure how that one all all works. I think he's one of the last like weird offshoot characters that is still floating around there. Do you think they would? I think th- someone, some weird one owns She-Hulk too. Mm. Well, some like some like Saudi prince. Owns She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like not even one of the big players, which is what really New surprised Line? me. It might be. Oh yeah, because New Line picked up a lot of random stuff. Because well, they had New Line did Blade, and I think they had Punisher too. I've never seen the Thomas Jane Punisher, so I don't remember who made that. Well, one. and yeah, and they did War Warzone oh, okay. as well. Would you want to see? Because Blade's back at Marvel now. 
right? Yeah. So would you want to see them? Wait, didn't they announce a series? Was I wrong in that? I thought I saw an announcement that they were going to do a series with Ghost Rider, Punisher, Blade, and... Someone. Well, I mean, Netflix and S.H.I.E.L.D. have sort of negated that by utilizing those two characters in vastly different yeah. things. I don't know. I mean, well, yeah. they still have the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider still That's true. running around. But I, I you also, like, I don't know. I would want to see, like, a Blade TV show and see what... Because they had, like, that cool one on uh, Spike. Yeah, oh, that yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. Fitting. And so yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be cool to see like what Marvel could do with the success of their Netflix shows, like the good ones. Um, Which are getting fewer and fewer the more and more <laughs> they make. I do agree. Like Shiok would be a cool character to have that, but other than that, I don't know. Like like cosmic characters, I can think of more, but I'm thinking like Earthbound characters that like that Marvel doesn't have that that aren't at Sony, that aren't at yeah. Fox. That mm-hmm. I'd want to see Marvel do a film about. And I'm having a tough time thinking of. I would cool love character. to see David E. Kelly write an Ally McBeal style show for She Hulk. Oh, that'd be so Dan, Dan Slott did in the early 2000s. That's a great <laughs> series. That's yeah. a really I, oh great my series. God, I'd love to see that TV show get made. Fuck it, let's just cast Calista Flockhart. Just keep it, <laughs> just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know. I like, I like yeah. another Earth on Hero that I want. That I love Marvel. Calista, but she's not She Hulk. <laughs> no, she'd be, she'd be terrible. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I mean, obviously, my Marvel knowledge is not as extensive, yeah. but yeah, I. I can't really think of any. I mean, other than if they get, I mean, certainly Fantastic Four, if they get that, it's mm-hmm. got to be a film that Marvel's got to do. Right. Because that, that's what gives them the ability to go cosmic, really. Yeah. Well, they've already done it, though. But, like, well, I assume they're going to retcon the Infinity Stones after this. So then they're kind of losing their bridge. I guess it, there's well, also the the Stormbreaker now is also a. Um, with the Bifrost. The Bifrost. The Bifrost. Yeah. yeah. Stormbreaker's the new Heimdall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's another reason Much why I feel like Heimdall's gone. Yeah, because they, they figured like his one purpose was to open the bri- Bifrost. Yeah, and to and have those bye. sweet eyes. Heimdall. Yeah. I uh, I enjoyed my, uh, myself some Peter Dinklage. He's fine, but he was I thought, great. I thought like some of his like towards the end of it, like he's dying. Where's the Heimdall? Yeah. <laughs> and then we never see him again. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just wanders off. He's just hanging out there, just like trying to eat some soup. But yeah. he can't hold a spoon because his hands are I, cast shut. So we're we're coming up on the almost three hour mark, and I have one last question. Yes, this um, podcast is going to outlast. Yeah, that's the, the goal. Film. Yeah. Yes, that did happen with Justice League. It did. did it? Well, Justice League was like, guys, are you still with just us? Just two hours. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you're still, if you've made it this far, they we were love really you. curious Unless you were a VR. skipper and you skipped all the way to the end, and yeah, then, then um, it doesn't count. So my. I didn't have many problems with this movie, but my biggest one was Red Skull and why he was there. What? I, I appreciated seeing him with seeing it a second time and seeing all the confused looks in the audience. I don't think it was a necessary cameo. I loved it. I His do. I was cool. I love the idea that like the thing he sought most, the thing that's trapping him, and he can't. He he can see it but can't touch it. Um, but when I first saw the Dementor, I was expecting that to be death. Yeah. And would it have been too weird after already introducing, you know, three new locations and having 18 characters, would it have been weird to introduce a new character on top of all that? I think so, because plus yeah. it's a nice nod to we see him disappear at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger. I feel like that's always been like, hey, what's happening to the Red Skull? So I feel yeah. like that's that was a cool thing to introduce death, because uh, I feel like death, at least in the comic book portrayal, like she's pretty aloof with Thanos. Like he does all the stuff to try to curry her favor, mm-hmm. and she gives him nothing in return. So, yeah. for her to be so actively involved, it would have felt weird to me. So I like that. I, 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 I feel like it was 
they could have made it any character, I suppose, but the fact that they did it as Red Skull was like, oh, that, you didn't need to do that, but I was like, oh, all yeah. right. But nice it is also much. a nice, it's as close to a nod to death as we'll get. Because it's yeah. a skull-faced person yeah. in a in a cape and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So okay, oh, it would have been fun to see Thanos work out pickup lines on death. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, he suddenly like starts stuttering and yeah, you 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 come here often. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trapped like, here. Uh, so yes, what, 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 what do you do around here for fun? <laughs> what I did, uh, with Thanos, what I did like though is the just the toll that you see after he does the snap. Where his whole arm yes. is like veiny and and almost burnt. Yeah, and at the end of the film, he's kind of like limping out where he goes. Down. So I do like that this whole thing took like an active toll on him to achieve mm-hmm. his ends. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just oh, like it yeah. almost looks like the glove is like melted to his hand now. Yeah, it got yeah. charred. Yeah, yeah, like it damaged the gauntlet. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with that too. Backfires. Peter Dinklage, you're not you're not living up to your to your name. Oh, the dink. It's I, so I, good. Because I. I it doesn't. It looks like everything's still in. At least the the stones themselves are in. Yeah, we know it still works because he teleports out. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Wait, did, but did he? Did he have the teleportation powers pre? No, because it's a space stone. Using space. Ha. Yeah, because he had to he had to fly around. She is to no grab longer it. the novice. That's true. You need a new Frank. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, as, as soon as uh, as soon as he got that, he's like, oh yeah, buy spaceship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adios. But at least Hamdell got a, a little hero's death. That's he all did. we can ask for, right? Yeah. yeah. More than exactly Levi did. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. He's up in, what's the, Valhalla? Yep. Yeah. Valhalla, yeah. That's the one. Oh. The halls. Up Valhalla. Valhalla. Up there with, up there with is that Dexter's Lab you were just <laughs> referencing? <laughs> yes, it was. I'm so glad you caught it. The Justice Friends. That might be the only time I've ever caught one of your obscure references. <laughs> it's only because I actually used to watch Dexter's Lab. Major Glory. Unlike most of the shit you watch. Um, the unraggable drunk. So good. Shall we? Do we have any like other closing thoughts? We should probably wrap I this up. I think we've had at a, at a the last point. 20 minutes of closing thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like what did you guys eat while you three watched of us, the movie? Three of us slowly uh-huh, falling asleep. Asleep. I know, yeah. I'm like, I have to get up. like, wait, one more thing. I have to get up early. Yeah. And I also have to edit this before. Two bathroom breaks? Really? Yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess this is it, right? Should yeah, we, should we tie we'll things off? We'll see each other soon. Well, next one is Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool next 2. Next one is Deadpool Very, yeah. very soon. Two weeks? Like a few weeks out? Three, three weeks? Three weeks oh, out. Boy. All right. Well, that's I, good. I'm getting more and more excited about that movie. I am, too. I'm, I've been excited about it. And I feel like the Deadpool and the comic books, like, a little of them goes a long way for me, but I've been enjoying it. The, the film, the, I've been enjoying the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Did your audience lose their mind on the last joke of the Deadpool trailer? Peter? With Peter? Peter? Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Both times did. I saw it, just lo- yeah. I was just like, that's how you know it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot What of fun. I love, no, I'm not going to talk about it. We're not going to. No, yeah, we're, we're going to go down. We're going to go down it, the rabbit hole. Say it, Cameron. Uh, uh, with, uh, with Deadpool, it kind of goes ties back to like um, the cut, like cutting scenes for trailers. Mm-hmm. Like you can, since it's all ADR with Deadpool, you can easily cut dialogue specifically for trailers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because it's all self-aware, you can put stuff in there and have it just for the trailer, and no one cares because right. it, you can't trust the character. So you can he does whatever he wants. Yeah, so that that makes me really excited. Of like, yeah. we're not like usually with comedies, you see the joke so many times in the trailer. When you see it in the film, it's just like, a, eh, okay, yeah. that that finally happened. But also to the point of cutting the trailer, they unintentional. Uh, I, I don't know if it was unintentional, but like un- unaware to all of us set up the balls to the face thing in the last trailer yeah. with the toys. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that was oh him God. giving, that was an actual shot from the movie that he was working on. Yeah. That he, like, he was like working with the dolls. Like, oh, that actually 
he was doing it for the movie, so that was part of the trailer. So it's like it's cool. Like again, like this, so Deadpool smart. has the most amazing marketing campaign mm. for any Always. for any movie, definitely Ever. any superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ryan. It's part of his Ryan Reynolds just like being game. What did and you guys and see? Pushing it aggressively uh, as uh, a little um, congratulatory thing to for Avengers and the and the record setting thing. He posted a picture on Twitter of Deadpool. It's like on Stark Industries. Letterhead. Oh, that was great. And yeah. he's like rejoining the Avengers. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Go bug Professor X. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny. Oh, my God. No, it's super, super excited for that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we so. think that the Peter at the end of that is Peter? Peter will, uh, online will say, oh, that's Peter Wisdom. I don't think that's no. going to be the case. Ooh. No. No. Uh, a, a character from Excalibur that Warren Ellis created that could throw like little energy daggers, but. I, no, I want her to no. be just a normal guy. I think, I think it's Peter yeah. Wisdom. I think it's just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By pure coincidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it is time for us to say sure? adieu. Oh, man, we yes, did it, guys. We did it. We um, should have all just brought jammies and sleeping bags and just camped in here tonight. It's not a terrible idea. We just kept talking until we started. We all fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, just marathon yeah. it. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> just one of us talking to it's ourselves. Like, hey, hey. Reference. Reference. No, because it would be like 7 a.m. We'd all be asleep, and Cameron would still be sitting here trying to remember names of characters. I just named them all for you. Uh, So anyways, if you want to write to us at Tim Talk, and you want to tell us that you actually do like Avatar, or maybe throw some names that we've forgotten, Mm -hmm. uh, we can be found at Tim Talk. Or if we got anything wrong. Or we got anything wrong, please please famously do. Uh, We are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Uh, Cameron, where can we find you personally? Uh, you can find my art at Cameron.Dexter, or you can find my face at CamDexter underscore Adventures. I see you. Yes. We will. Yeah, we can all see your face. <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, tell Frank and I what we're doing wrong, or compliment us, or recommend things that we should be reading, you can hashtag the novice and Frank. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook uh, at Comic Book Novice and email us Gmail. Emailing us <laughs> <at> Gmail. <laughs> That's right. All the Gmails. Where can they find you personally? So sleepy. <laughs> uh, they can find uh, me at Barnes Rights on Twitter. Oh, look at you. And Comic Book Novice on all the platforms. You're doing it. Uh, you find right. me on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. That's right. There you go. And I got to get one of those uh, you know, Snapchats brewing. <laughs> I can't, guys, I finally figured out how to do it. You saw me I, doing I was it. watching it. You were nailing it. I was doing an Instagram story, but it takes. I learned how to do it, but it takes me like eight years because <laughs> oh, I yeah. still don't understand all the buttons. Yeah, so I don't, it, it confuses me. I'm too. an old. Trevor, yeah. where can they find you? Um, well, Chris and I, Chris Memories and I don't make mistakes. So if you'd like to email us and say how you made we a mistake, in, informed with us, him. Yeah. how <laughs> we, we informed you and actually corrected any misconceptions you had, feel free. You can find us at POTW underscore flash on Twitter and Instagram, uh, podcast two worlds at Gmail. And you can find me at Trevor Copter across the board. Awesome. And, and Chris is not on social media whatsoever. Nor so he's not here. Either. Yeah. He's so not it here. Doesn't really matter. Does so that, is that a personal choice or uh, legal reasons? He's hung the fuck over. <laughs> <laughs> Still, uh, yeah. How so, early so we are uh, the podcast of Frank, <laughs> Tim, and Novice Talk Two Worlds. Uh, thanks. You could remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag that. <laughs> Yep. You can remember that name. Well, uh, the three avatars. If you, again, if you guys have any suggestions on what we should be called, reach out to us. Yes, you please know, do. Feel free. We'll bring it uh, to our next Try uh, and Deadpool think of discussion. something better than yeah. what I already pitched. Something, <laughs> pi- anything's better than that. Come yeah. on. We can do better. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.